0: The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show with Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Brazos Landing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's
1: Matt Mosley. Howdy's Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show in the shadows of Foster Pavilion over here in uh, Foster Pavilion Plaza. Cam Stewart and I can see it. My view right now, I'm kind of looking to see if anybody's in there getting some shoot arounds in or something are they
2: I did see the, I did see the tech bus okay. Matt, on the way here outside of yeah. their hotel so like mm-hmm. they're they're here they're ready to go where
1: are they stay
3: no, yeah. no i can't <laughs> i can't say that
2: look there's part of me that has that old red hour back in me that wants to tell you so you can pull the fire alarm mm-hmm. it's not going to do you any good today but
1: no i mean they're over there just hanging out i'd like to know i'd like to go by but i think they'll be heading over about the time we're wrapping up And uh, tonight, we'll say goodnight, and then it'll be like two more hours until tip-off. Now, the good news is, we'll say goodbye at 6, and then 7.30 will be the pregame, followed by the 8 o'clock tip-off, the Bears and the Red Raiders. And we will have Grant McCaslin on later today, the coach of the Red Raiders and uh, we got all sorts of breaking news today on the on the controversial Scott Drew, uh, on him getting tossed out of that game. The comments that came afterwards, Cam Stewart, our man on the scene, Aaron Sexton with us, as always, producing, running everything back at the mothership. If only Aaron could see, you know, our situation. Like, I got a, I got an eye on Baylor University HR right now love their offices there and I, and Cam you used to spend some time over here I like that area over there it's kind of like it's kind of like they got that frosted glass isn't it's it? magical sure. uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind that glass but this is an exciting night as we get ready for Texas Tech and the Bears at eight o'clock tonight now Cam um, update us Matt Norlander had the story on CBS earlier today. About the fine uh, that Mac Rhodes received for his comments the other night, calling the officiating an embarrassment, uh, saying there's some really good officials, but uh, they did not match up. And uh, the Big 12, as I, I, I kept saying yesterday, Kim they Have they not said anything? What, are they going to say something? And that report came out earlier today. Now it is official. What is the Big 12? What have they brought to the table?
2: Oh, you know what, Matt? I'm just going to read you the whole thing because it's two paragraphs. <laughs> that's, that's how long-winded a they dramatic are. Dramatic reading. Okay?
1: Dramatic reading.
2: In accordance with Big 12 conference sportsmanship policies, the conference has issued a public reprimand at a $25,000 fine of Baylor University Athletics Director Mac Rhodes for his comments about officiating in the aftermath of the Bears' victory Saturday night over Iowa State. And then a quote from Brett Yormark. Quote, the Big 12 conference members have developed policies governing officiating matters. You use that sentence in your regular vernacular, Matt, all the time, right? Uh, It is vital that senior administration officials, especially the directors of athletics, adhere explicitly to these policies. As the top basketball conference in the country, the competitive balance in this league leads to extremely intense competition, and it can be very difficult to balance support for an institution's teams (laughs) while fully complying with the agreed-upon expectations. All right. Matt, I want you to say that to your wife at some point. Yeah. Hey, I know, you know, these things get a little moody, honey, but you don't need to overreact. Last sentence from... From Brett Yormark, Mac Rhodes is one of the very best athletics administrators in the nation, and I am grateful for the manner in which he handled this process.
1: That's that was from that the, was the, the big cheese, resp- Brett response. Yormark. Yeah, yeah, all of that. But uh, he's
2: he, wait. So he is grateful for the manner in which he handled. Who's saying that? That's what Brett Yormark said about Mac Rhodes.
1: Say it at the end. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be Mac saying that about Brett? I mean, no, no, it no. Make no, any no. Sense. It's, like, it's still
2: the same quote. So, on this occasion, the required discipline was not exercised. Mac Rhodes is one of the very best athletics administrators in the nation, and I'm grateful for the manner in which he handled this process. Okay, he's basically he's saying
1: that he he accepted the punishment. I mean, like I, I guess I guess, okay. This is weird so, thing to put at the end Kind of compliment him because when you said that, I thought well, that sounds like something Mac would right. say. Is like appreciate uh, you know the way Brett, but Brett's basically saying, yeah, that is uh, that is interesting.
2: I mean, he essentially is like, we have these rules in place. Yeah, I get it. Look, the games can get hey. intense.
1: Hey, and I was courtside. And, and, and he, I wish he had said, as a personal aside,
4: there were some really
1: cruddy calls. There were some really bad calls in this Someone game. Someone who was
2: sitting courtside tells yeah. me, Brett, your mark, that there were not great calls. The of officiating
1: was awful. Now, this story this morning, though, and we'll talk more about this at 320. And, y'all, it, this was a big topic, and we had it yesterday, and I probably should have opened. It was your first day, and I just didn't want you to be interrupted by anything. I just felt like, man, wow, Cam. Thank you. Uh, but, I, I mean, I thought text messages were appropriate, People are call, that people can call us. You can do both of those things at 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660, a little early in the afternoon for whatever you were doing, sir, with that yawn. I mean, I'm I, I, sorry. I, some it, of us please, aren't
2: used to you're waking up at regular workouts. You're
1: representing my, uh, my audience my daily audience out there <laughs> so this is day two for cam stewart we had a vote um and we decided after yesterday there was that one weird moment where you made the joke about somebody's name uh <laughs> their day do we but, need to okay do we yeah. need to recap no we, that we don't need the, to okay. recap it for those but who that was the only down moment everything else was pretty positive aaron got very positive feedback on the text line, I am a very distractible player, so I'm not—I don't try to look at the text line constantly. But I am appreciative of people that that uh, weigh in. Aaron, would you say the feedback was mostly favorable for Cam Stewart's debut on the Matt Mosley show?
5: Yeah, mostly. <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it was positive feedback. <laughs> I'd like to hear the
6: from board.
1: the minority here. I'll tell you what, our buddy Derek, who just walked through, the the uh, voice of the uh, Baylor women. You know, play-by-play? Play. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of, while you were over on the other side of the, uh, the our vast the Clifton-Robinson Tower here in the shadows of Foster Pavilion, I said, yeah, Cam's with me now. And he just had this real, like, big smile and, like, a wonderful reaction to it. it was like, I was like, man, he's really, he's got great opinions, but he does, I like the way he does it. So, hey, Derek. Derek's a friend. Derek is Derek a fan of yours. Derek helped me out yours. quite I if, a bit when I was a student. I don't know if Derek wanted me to put that out there publicly. (laughs) Derek will text me later, Matt. I need you to keep these comments (laughs)
7: to
1: to yourself. No, Derek, big fan, and so that was good. Now, after Mac was fined twenty-five thousand dollars, this has been viewed. This has created an NIL opportunity for the Bears, and so uh, I wanted to. I wanted to GXG. Boy, I love that group. GXG, one of the collectives over there at uh, gxg.startupwaco.com, has a page here. Cam, I don't know if you've seen this. I Back see Mac. I Back Mac. So, I, 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 and I wonder, what are they asking for? Increments of, you know, to get to 25000 And I think it's kind of fun. They're saying 25 bucks, just kind of as kind of a tribute to get Mac. A and, thousand of those. Yeah. So, Um. And I, I don't think, as a media, as media members and hardcore media members that we are, although you're, you appear to be in school colors as we speak, <laughs> flagship. I don't Matt, think. Flagship. I don't. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I've never seen flagship shirts. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I I don't think I'm allowed to donate to this. Could I? think, it's, I,
2: I think it would be inappropriate. We could need to I keep
1: our money? Could I buy Mac a meal or like get him a lunch or something? I probably. I mean, I think I'm probably allowed to do that. But uh, I think Mac's fine. I think this was Baylor, kind of, kind of like, you know what? Here's a here's an opportunity to get a, a yes. little more funding, and and I'm okay with that. I'm I spread okay it okay around. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, back the back it's Mac. The free world. And you think they would have to get? You can't just throw one of those campaigns out back Mac without saying, Hey Mac, we're going to do this, and and because you got to watch it too a little bit because does the conference see something like that and go, Oh, you're making a you're making a mockery yes. out of our fun and out of our rules. Now, interestingly, how about finding out, and I don't know if I'm totally buying this, but that apparently the, in this report from Matt Norlander on CBS earlier, the the they're just now, the conference has decided to grade these officials. And Convenient that, that hadn't been done <laughs> in the past. Like, well, this memo came out. Mid January, and I think coaches were aware they can't get out of the coach's box, the decorum on the bench. I gotta say that director of basketball ops for Baylor, Luke, Luke Sermon,
2: I like that guy.
1: I like him. I like they got a lot of bald people on the staff. A lot of yeah. You really like bald people that work for nice. baseball. I mean, I'm not bald, but I, I like all these bald guys. You are
2: far from bald, man. <laughs> I am much closer to bald you, than you are, you, which is frightening got, to me. You've
1: got troubling signs for a 25 year old dude man. It's or 20 whatever you are. 26, but I, I'm oh, my I guess I don't look a day over
2: 25. God it's brutal, man. I was in fact this came up yesterday because I you know. More hours here at the station. I did. Yeah. I got business cards, and I, I had to put a picture from five years ago. Matt, that's what I had to do. Because the current photo. No, 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 no. That then, yeah. then they see a young, attractive-looking, charismatic guy, yeah. and they'll start to do business with me if I show a picture of me now before <laughs> shaking their hand. This I is, mean, that's that's a recipe for disaster. Now,
1: are you? See, I feel like you're a
2: Matt, guy. Matt, you, on the other hand, do use some old pictures for your graphics, but you have less hair in those pictures.
1: <laughs> the hair. Not hurts. balding,
2: but you just you just have a, a more flow now, some more lettuce.
1: <laughs> let it, let it kind of go a little bit. But that may have been about a 28-year-old Mosley that was photographed <laughs> back in the day. That was my old Dallas Morning News photo. I feel like, it, like the employees would be kind of excited to see us, and I don't I don't always get that kind of <laughs> feedback when I, like, wave at somebody, and they just kind of stare, but that's okay. That happens. Love being over here. Thanks to Jason Cook, uh, Chief Marketing Officer, Vice President of Communication at Baylor. Boy, he and, and President Livingstone have always been huge fans of the show and uh, the flagship I mean, we're just right here in the shadows, almost in Foster, but we are in Foster Plaza, the Foster Pavilion Plaza. And what I like about this, uh, about this, have you seen that graphic, the beautiful, the huge yes, basketball yeah, yeah. on the side of Clifton Robinson Tower? And uh, what will start happening, Cam, we'll get some folks, they, they've had to... You know, clear out the cars, and I think the building's going to shut down, and, and, and so people will come in wanting us to open the door. And I think we have to make that decision on kind of a case-by-case basis. Look,
2: we are we are the the great defenders of this of this building.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I like my, I get, and our our security guard, who I'm hoping to meet soon, is all over this. So he'll be monitoring anybody trying to get in here after hours. You have to have that key card. It's something you and I have not been issued. Now you got the back Mac NIL opportunity, and I mean it, it, it's in it, all that stuff in that report was interesting. Getting back to the officiating, I can't believe, and I, I used to know the guy that was head of Big 12 basketball. His name was John Underwood, and he's a great friend over the years. I have a really hard time thinking that all these years they haven't been doing. Like the monitoring and, and giving the feedback and looking at video. I mean, I know they ha- they have a director, officials. In this case, I believe the guy's name is Curtis Shaw, who does that now. Um, he's like head of officiating. That that doesn't make that doesn't compute to me. If you're going to ha- be like this great basketball conference, and I do think they have very good referees. Not not all of them, obviously. We saw a rough crew the other night, but. It doesn't. I mean, think about the NBA over the years. How they've had to be. Mm -hmm. There's more and more transparency. Even to now, they have the final like two-minute reports. Yeah. Where it doesn't really do any good. But the next day, you find out truly how many calls they blew down the stretch. So there is some level of transparency. Some of that had to come in because of that Tim Donaghy who was gambling (laughs) on games and things like that. And there was always a lot of conspiracy theories with NBA. It does not compute with me that this level of a conference did not have something in place where they were like, hey, guys, and and when I read that report, it feels like what they had is like if somebody did something egregious, maybe you say something to them. Maybe you go, you know what, I think that was a walk, or that replay lasted too long. But to not have... An actual grading program is sort of crazy for that high-profile thing. These games are on national TV. There's huge stuff happening in Vegas around these games. I mean, like, you need the best job you can get from these officials. And that was kind of stunning. To, I, I to the so lack too. of oversight that had been in place, reportedly from this CBS report,
2: because every other conference has it.
1: Like it, it just it doesn't really make sense
2: as to why the Big Twelve is is just now starting it. And the other thing that that kind of struck me with that is, you don't necessarily have what you kind of have in football of officials who are based in a conference. Like th- these officials can can do other conferences. Like that 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 happens and. To think like you could be judged on a game you do Tuesday and then, oh baby, Saturday, weekend, all bets are off. I'm doing a big twelve game, man, <laughs> then nothing can go wrong. It, it's it's so bizarre. It, and like, especially with how much conferences work in secrecy with the officials, like yeah. you said yesterday, if they if those guys get suspended, we'll never know. Like why, if you're going to be that secretive with them anyway, why can't you reprimand them in private? Why can't you Do a report card on them in private. You know we don't see it the way the NBA does in college basketball. So uh, it's it's wild to me.
1: I don't I don't know if I ever finished that. Which is uh, you know you'll find that from me. I'll start a thought and then not always complete it. But that Luke sermon that I brought up and I, I brought up his the ball dome, look that a lot of those guys have. But what I really enjoyed watching the other night was that, as everybody got more and more worked up and more and more emotional. They, they needed to calm that bench down because Jakus, who had taken over for Scott, needed some level of calm because the fans were going nuts. The students were going nuts. He did nuts. them on for a second, by the and, way, John Jakus. And my man, going on. My man I, well, he was just kind of getting the <laughs> crowd. He got them into it at the beginning. a frenzy, yeah. yeah. I like how he kind of did that. He does it in an interesting way. Um, but Luke calmed the bench down. And he went down there and he went player by player, coach by coach, and he kind of got that thing. I saw something else happen like that last night. The K-State fans were wanting to storm the court, and I watched um, Jareem Dowling, assistant coach for K-State. Knowing all these assistant coaches is going to freak you out at some point, but I do know a lot of these staffs. Jareem, love that name, like During that timeout, at the very end, was doing the whole praying hands and pleading with the fans not to storm the court. And I thought, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And they did not come down. And I thought thought Tang did a nice job of going up in the stands and celebrating with the fans.
2: Okay, before we go further with that. How do you feel about that in general, that they didn't want them to storm the court? I know the reason why they did it, but how do you feel about it?
1: Well, a lot of times, you know, it's like I, I sort of like everybody to have a good time, and if the kids are dying to come out there, I'm not one of these people that is like, you need to. But I I, I do kind of like what Jerome's trying. He's trying to set a culture They just went to the Elite Eight mm-hmm. of that – being so commonplace, beating— Cam- I mean, you beat a pl- uh, a team at your own place. Yes. It, the, and I, I get the court storm has to happen at your own place. I get all that. <laughs> okay. I mean, it'd be weird if it happened on the road, and it would be problematic. But I kind of get—I kind of get where he was coming from. I'd let's say just let's... let him do it. I know they wanted to; like they I, were crowding I down there. But I, I thought I. But I'm saying that was good crowd control. It was.
2: I would have killed to storm the court as a student. But you know what? I didn't get that opportunity because we didn't win a game like that. <laughs> so, like, I didn't. I didn't have that opportunity because we didn't get the big win. Not we got the big win, but oh, I'm standing up for the culture of our program five years from now. So I didn't rush the
1: court. You know, I had. You, had, you, had, you were part of big football wins. Did no, did
2: nobody... I kind of, I kind of missed it all, Matt. As a matter of fact, you
1: didn't get 19.
2: No, I had just graduated, so I had the people who are from my class will perfectly understand it. I had the football seasons from 15 to 18, so we just missed the Big 12 championships in 13 and 14, and then a so Big 12 championship was a weird... game on the other
1: side. Yeah. 2019 15 was a weird year because weren't they down to their third string yes quarterback
2: really really talented team uh-huh. really good team baylor football Ran out of
1: quarterbacks yeah yeah i i gotta say it's kind of fun that they've been as open as they are with like turning back to 2013 to 15 like this new offensive coaching staff yeah that's kind of surprising to me that they would be that because we've been so trained. Oh, we can't really. I mean, that was fine. Don't mention and, but, it at uh, all. Uh, that yes. uh, should not be mentioned above a whisper. And these new dudes, who, of course, had nothing to do with any right. of that, are like, boy, I love, love that way they were playing. Baylor, yeah, that was fun to oh, watch. They were great <laughs> back then. I think, Ooh, we're think try you guys
2: to... have cool uniforms, too. Hmm, <laughs> we might need to work on that. But, yeah, that's what they say. man. Like, it's a coach thing. What made – a team like this so successful. And that was it. Like that offense, that system yeah. worked beautifully here.
1: I tell you what, I, I mean I can now tell that you used to be a university employee because that is like a team issued type. Uh, you know you what? Have on. Yeah, I got this off of
2: Facebook Marketplace. I'm wearing one of these what does that hoodless mean? quarter zips. You never seen you're not a Facebook guy big time. Are I you? try to stay off yeah, of it. So they have a they have a thing oh, can they they resell stuff. It. Yeah, it's, okay. it's like an eBay, it's mostly local. Yeah. And so what will happen is these like athletics yeah. employees they'll have all this stuff and so by the end of the year they're like well i'll keep x y and z i'll i'll sell some of these so i have some great team issued stuff and this is one, the of, one this I, is like a coach drew this is something scott drew would wear on the sideline
1: that matt rule era of that first sugar bowl they had a gray they had a gray, they were wearing gray sweatshirts with Baylor in Baylor football, block letters. The Baylor was a little bit bigger than the football, and I lo- I really wanted of- you do. I'm telling you. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's
2: known as the crew neck, simply yeah. the crew neck, and it's basic but striking. It's awesome. <laughs> I <laughs> was on the search for those for four years until <laughs> a few months ago I found one. Now, it's a size too small for me. It still fits. It fits over my belly. But it's a size small when I'm really a medium, so it's going to keep me honest. Because <laughs> I still have not found a medium. Nobody has found L- these. They, don't, I, they didn't sell them anywhere. I, you saw Joey McGuire used to wear it all the time. I,
1: I passed medium in fifth grade. <laughs> like I've never, like that size doesn't even exist to me. I was the kid. Mom's like, they got these things called. I didn't even know what it was going on. We went over to Kemp, Texas, to Doss's. She said, uh, "Honey, let's go. These they have some husky jeans over here." <laughs> That's that was that good. was
2: demeaning as a child having to buy husky jeans. Why do they even do that for kids' sizes? <laughs> Why not just
1: like early bloomer or something? But it was better. I've heard the huskies because as a child she dressed us in very tight clothing. <laughs> and these little, it's ahead of her time. Little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah, it was too fitted. It was just too, it was cutting off circulation. (laughs) I have circulation issues today that I think I can trace back to that. Okay. I think we've gone too far. Do we have, do we have rules here? Aaron, thank you. Thank you for uh, indulging us there. We do have the NFL Blitz package coming up at around 340, but we'll delve into this and start getting ready for tonight's ball game. We've got major guests lined up. We got a, we got a commander's guest. At 4 o'clock. And then Chris Level, who does Texas Tech Radio, is going to join us at 5. Grant McCaslin, head coach for the Red Raiders at 5.20. Huge day planned for you. It's all coming up next
8: baylor bear basketball all season long here on espn central texas the
6: bears home in foster pavilion tuesday hosting texas tech 7 30 for the countdown to tip off 8 p.m tip off tuesday
8: join baylor athletics hall of famer pat nunley and the voice of the bears john morris for baylor bear basketball right here on espn central texas Hey Central Texas,
1: it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guest superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine open to the public seven days a week, five to ten, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. The next time you need
2: service on your garage door, do yourself a favor and call Precision Garage Door Service. Veteran-owned and operated Precision Garage Door Service services all brands. They offer same-day service with professionally trained technicians arriving with fully stocked trucks. All calls are answered by a live operator 24-7. All major cards are accepted and financing is available. Serving all of Central Texas, Precision Garage Door Service. You can book your appointment online or call 254-522-9657. Learn more at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com.
0: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online
9: at syntechsportsfan.com. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make
6: a house call.
2: Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building. And their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., or till they sell out. Customers can call 254 265 5387 for pre orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com.
10: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh man,
2: it's a couple of legends right there: Toby Keith, Willie Nelson. Yeah. If I had told you when it came out which one was going to die first, would you have gotten the answer right?
1: Yeah, I, I, it's kind of a weird. I didn't a weird way to phrase it, but it's no. sad. Well, I probably would have, given the fact that I don't think well I mean, Willie is kind of immortal in a sense I and much like Elvis will still be when we finally do lose him. But sadly, um, what cams referring to, Toby Keith dies at um, age 62. And it's always strange when I had to kind of be like, wait, did I were there updates along the way? Like did I was there were there stories that he was going through something and I had not followed that. And maybe there were yeah. or, or anything. Yeah, he
2: had made an announcement okay. last year. I mean, he kept it fairly private. Yeah. It's not like he kept doing A bunch of updates, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. So Toby Keith at 62, and um, I'm just trying to think. I mean, huge. Sometimes people kind of like, hey, today I'm gonna, I'm, I'm doing a concert in Knoxville. I'm a Tennessee fan. That guy always seemed to be a true blue Oklahoma Sooner. Yes. And love being on the sideline. I think love Coach Switzer, Coach Stoops. And unlike a lot of these kind of relationships, I think a lot of people claimed, oh, I'm buddies with Kenny Chasney. Yeah, oh, okay, that's great. I think they were genuine, like, let's go hang out and yeah. not just do it to be seen or something. Let's, like, and, and so he had a lot of incredibly uh, genuine, and, you know, I, again, in Norman, yeah. I'm not huge on the whole, all the, 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 patriotic songs, you know, it's like sometimes those feel like you're so in the moment when those current events hit, but they he did, rock, he, he, he had one that he came out with. And I think probably some folks really identified with that. And it kind of fed into the anger of, at the time of the country and all of that. And, uh, I think his had something about like the Statue of Liberty is, is, yes. is, is like we'll kinda, put a
2: boot in your butt. It's uh-huh. the American way. Yeah. Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. That's courtesy. Of the Red, White, Blue is the name of that song. Yeah, it's a yeah. I mean, he was a legit. Like he would go to spring football practices at OU. Like I mean, y- you know, Matt. For even those of us who love the sport inside and out, it's not like a spectator sport to watch spring football workouts. So he was in it, and he lived in Norman. And I'm a huge fan. Yeah, this this one this this was stung he, a little bit. Was today. he?
1: I love this bar.
2: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. this bar. Should have been a cowboy.
1: Should have been a cowboy. I've
2: got this weird kind of connection to Toby Keith. Which is? In that, like, when I was in high school, uh, country music started to get really big in New England. And and when I say country music, I mean bro country music, like Uh Florida Georgia Line, Luke Bryan and stuff.
1: Not Texas country.
2: Right, not real country is what Uh I would say. Uh Um, And one of them that kind of carried over because Red Solo Cup was out was Toby Keith. And when I came down here for school, I started to weed out what was the real country music and what was not. And then I started, like, that was kind of the one connection from the old times with the people back home. But They didn't know who George Strait was, but they did know who Toby Keith was. And I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those guys, celebrities, that seem to always be who he was, you know, he's an OU fan. Yeah. He was a patriot, you know, you as much as you think the songs might be a little silly, he definitely lives that way. He was actually a card-carrying Democrat for years and switched around his political beliefs just kind of going with the times. He was an authentic authentic guy. I'm I'm sad today, man.
1: I I did not know. I mean, I, I you didn't even tell me this. <laughs> well, you I mean, kind you know, of had uh, like read his biography and kind of knew about his political affiliation. Yeah. Well, uh, Aaron, I always that was we got to explain to Cam that we do leave politics out of this show. I could tell he wants to. Look, all really, I
2: said, all oh, I said was, he's... toward
1: this election. <laughs> he's going to feel like he needs to endorse a candidate or something, and we do not need to do that. Although Pete Sessions is a good friend, but we do not. <laughs> We, and, I'm and, you know, like, yes.
2: you know, once you have lost, like, actual loss in your personal life, you don't really care as much when celebrities die, people that you've never met. But there are some that it's like, you know, you're not losing sleep over, but you're like, darn, that's, that's sad. Yeah. That was one today, Toby Keith. Right. True American, Matt. He was a great American.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think he certainly was that, and so um, the
2: pride tough, of Ada, Oklahoma.
1: Ada, Oklahoma. Do you know where Troy Aikman is from? Hold on a second, yes, Aaron. I, I think do. we do need we do need to do a Schmaltz's trivia question of the week. Uh, the first person that can tell us where Troy Aikman, because Ada, Oklahoma, made me think of it. Uh, in response, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. He also spent time in, in uh, California, but he I graduated from high school. I should get bonus points school. for knowing this. Okay. I, do, I, do, I won't say it because I, I don't know. want to I'll buy you a sandwich. But I do know Schmall's. where Troy
2: Aikman's from. Ado is also in, Jeremy Shockey's hometown. Remember him?
1: He's a great player, yeah. went to the University of Miami and then played for the Giants. Yes, I do know Jeremy there Shockey, you know. and he was kind of the the first brash tight ends were not known as sort of brash, over-the-top personalities for the most part. Now with Kelsey, he's kind of a big – he kind of transcends sports, you know, and goes into some other entertainment things by who Mm -hmm. he's dating and all. And now you do have some celebrity tight ends. Shocky was that. Aaron, did you know this one? Did you know the answer to this off the top of your head? Yeah. Okay. Aaron knows as well and uh, where Troy Aikman is from. Uh, in Oklahoma, two five four six six two sixteen sixty.
2: Oh, I thought the answer was just Oklahoma. Oh
1: darn! <laughs> no, he did for people. Our younger audience. He started his career for uh, with Coach Switzer yes. at OU, and they were going to tailor everything his direction. And he broke his leg, and then that is how uh, one of those unbelievable. I'm trying to think which which quarterback. One of those wishbone quarterbacks took over. It may have been the dad of. Um, the quarterback at Texas who's transferred like five times. And oh, it, it, yes,
2: um, Thompson.
1: Yes, yes. So Charles Thompson was the was the name of, of who followed Troy Aikman. Imagine
2: back then, I like, believe. Aikman leaves OU, and Switzer's already a legend there, right? So he's like, well, I'm never going to have to see him again. I'm never going to have to play for him again. Yeah. Then ten he years ends, later, ends here we up go, six, him. seven years later. And, and they didn't have a great relationship, Matt, I don't think.
1: No. No, Troy's very nice about it now. Yeah.
2: And, and you're the inside
1: guy. Barry's hard. Uh, now, I don't go back that f- quite that far. I know, but you're, yes. you were following it. Yes. I wasn't
2: even alive, but you were following it. What are you it?
1: saying, Aaron? We have a winner. Oh, I so. oh good. Yes. We do have a winner of the Schmaltz's trivia question. Aaron, do we have a name?
5: Brandon M. From the Brandon M. Up. Look that up.
1: Okay, okay, from the 903. It kind of can be East Texas, and it can kind of be around here as well. Uh, thank you. You play, you win. You can get two, free, you get two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's, and one of the things that makes that place, Cam, is the bread. I mean oh, like yeah. the bread is kind of unbelievable. I like the old downtown location, but the one on Valley Mills is great too. I, I, I don't rec- think
2: I've ever been to the Valley Mills one, so I gotta try it. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. love the downtown location, the so schmaltz, I go there all the
1: time. The schmaltz. And it's just it's so much meat and it's a it's a wonderful it's that's that's a wonderful scene. Now, Texas Tech comes in tonight. Uh, we've got major member of the radio broadcast, we've got Grant McCaslin. I mean, aren't we the Baylor flagship? We've got all our tech people <laughs> lined up. We will have Scott Drew later in the week uh, as we do the show today live from the shadows of the pavilion. We are in the, uh, uh, the Foster Pavilion Plaza over here at Clifton Robinson Tower. And uh, the names, and I, sh- I need to say this because this is just so cool. All the names that are part of these these uh, special broadcasts. we got another one coming up in March against Texas. Uh, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, uh, NeighborWorks Waco. Thank you, Roy Nash. Um, the Baylor Club, the world-famous Baylor Club, the Brazos Landing, just right down the street here. Love, love the pregame. They have Total Office Solutions. And then uh, Cherry Johnson Sigmund, James Law Firm. Both uh, Craig Cherry, I went to law school with at Baylor, Scott James has been one of my close friends since we were about 10 years old or five years old, I've known him forever. Went to school with, with Scott and his older brother, so um, that's awesome. And then, of course, our presenting sponsor, none other than Central National Bank. Sometimes, Cam, if you ever wonder, like, golly, how does the Mosley Show, why do they have all these beautiful graphics? Well, Aaron is very good at getting those things up quickly, Uh but Central National Bank provides, like, the template. And so that's the reason. So
2: all my banking and graphics needs.
1: Yes. So to speak. I, I think they would just as soon me not advertise their graphics. <laughs> I like, think they're great graphics. I, I know. I'm saying they are unbelievable. But they don't want
4: people coming but up like, to the, t- to yeah, the till. Like
1: Brian Fonville, <laughs> somebody arrives in his office, like, Brian, I heard you did graphics. I don't think that's exactly what he's, <laughs> exactly <laughs> what Employees he's doing Employees who have podcasts on the side. And <laughs> these, te- these teams that come in here, Cincinnati, <clears throat> we've seen BYU. I, Texas Tech is going to be – it's just knockdown, drag out. There, there's nobody's, it's nothing's pretty. I mean, no. TCU had to get lucky. They were, th- I mean, Charles O'Bannon hadn't even been playing. He's throwing in threes. What do you have? Three threes, just boom, 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 to help them win the game. The, none of this is like, I'm trying to think of any team in this conference that plays beautiful basketball. I would say Baylor's capable, they're extremely efficient on offense. So when they get going with their threes, I think Kansas at times is capable of it because they have a prof- uh, they have an efficient big man who can hit threes and they have a great they I think Baylor and Kansas are the only ones cuz Houston gets you in rock fights.
2: Well, if you it depends on how you define beautiful basketball, man. I mean, no one probably would have said that was beautiful basketball what Houston plays. I know what you're going for, though.
1: Well, now Nolan, Nolan was 40 minutes of hell. Yeah. But he would run you off the court. But it was just right. ragged, unbelievable defense. But I, this this Tech team, I guess what I'm getting at, usually there's some player on a team that you're like, whoa. I mean, even TCU, the kid got going, Jameer Nelson Jr. like, he goes for he goes for 30 in that game. Tech is weird. Because while Joe Toussaint is a guy we know from West Virginia, and he's a nice player, but they've got some guy named Warren. They've got a guy who comes off the bench named Chance McMillan who can score. Mm-hmm. But, like, and I, I, I say this, and there'll be some kid go off tonight.
2: Pop Isaacs will have 30. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even Pop, good to me, is he's good, yeah. and he wants the ball in his hands late. He's like He's, the kid from Iowa State. He reminds me a lot of him. There's point, like though.
1: three of these kids, by the way. Acemus, Tyler Perry from Kansas State, and Pop Isaacs, who are just like, give me the ball, and and it, it, I may miss ten shots in a row. But with two minutes left or a minute left, I want the ball, and I'm going to take that shot. The, the, Isaacs, the Pop Isaacs thing is a weird story because of what the allegations with him – and Tech looked into it, and they've let him keep playing. That's a weird. That's a weird aspect of this. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't. I I have so much respect for Grant because he's a great friend, but I also think he's an incredible coach. And, and the weird thing to me, Cam, is that he's taken this defensive what he did at UNT, which was just total lock you down, keep the score down, beat you fifty-two to fifty. And he's and he's running a different thing here. Like yeah. he didn't. It's not like well, I got to take my UNT offense and see if it works.
2: They're averaging almost eighty a game. Correct. Still, Baylor's averaging more than that because of what they did in the non-conference. But yeah. like they were a legit seventy-five to eighty-point team throughout the conference schedule. Now they are, they are quote-unquote banged up. But it sounds like it's the flu that's going around the Tech team. So uh, they had some guys out or to play limited minutes on Saturday. I don't know how much better it's gotten today, but that that would be the thing that could tilt the game in Baylor's direction is if A they have some guys out, but B you have to wonder about their durability. A 40-minute physical Big 12 game whereas Baylor if they're not sick, they can they can do that for 40 minutes and what, they can run eight and nine players on you.
1: I I mean, I I feel good about Baylor's chances, but I just I guess just those thinking back on those beard teams And I do think Grant's tried to tie into some of what Beard, not saying he runs the same stuff, but like I was kind of shocked recently on a national type interview or podcast when he leaned into what Beard accomplished there yeah, and like how he still texts Beard and all. And I, which honestly is kind of nice because the truth is when somebody gets accused of domestic violence or something, most people just like, don't talk. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's it's why I think, like, Huggins went through that stuff. Mm -hmm. Scott Drew loves Bob Huggins, and he'll never stop loving and reaching out to Bob Huggins. Now, that's a little bit of a sad situation because I think, like, Huggins needed to go through a situation where he stayed away from that team and just kind of – but for him, the only healing he can do – he has to be around it, yeah. So he's still at every still. one of their games and that's all that kind feeling. of stuff. Yeah, that's that is a strange thing. Te- so you're feeling pretty good. Are you Are you feeling like scared to death? Like Baylor's probably favored to beat Tech. You probably have the line in front of you over there. I would it's say like four by four or five. Yeah, yeah, four and a half or something like that. Don't you know? I, I don't suggest betting on basketball because too much strange stuff happens at the end. I hate betting on baseball. I hate the only thing that's truly fun to bet on for me is college football or the NFL. Like basketball, you just get your heart broken. Constantly. And it's Big 12 basketball,
2: which is crazy, and the refs don't get graded. So <laughs> they do now. So think about there.
1: They do, <laughs> but that is the latest thing. Yeah, no. I,
2: I mean, look, I can't be comfortable in, about any game in this conference. Truly. Um, and there are some of the some of that outside the lines kind of stuff that points against Baylor. I mean, Scott's 0-3 against his his assistants here in the Big 12. So <laughs> that's that's, that's just, one thing just to look one at. Man, it's uh, just one yeah, man. Yep, just saying. Um, and we've seen how Baylor has played against desperate teams this year, and it's not been good, Matt. I mean, I think Michigan State, Texas. Um, uh, who was the one before that, Kansas State, and even to some degree TCU. That, that's that's four of your five losses right there against teams that are coming off, if if not two, three losses in a yeah. row. I think all of them had multiple losses in a row. Um, and they showed it against Baylor. They played desperate. I, <laughs> and if Baylor's going to be at the top of that, that, that highest echelon, which obviously they are capable of with the personnel and the coaches they have, they need to... Not let that creep into the narrative. You know? They need to be like, Oh, you've lost two in a row?
1: Don't Doesn't
2: care. Matter. Here's three. Yeah.
5: yeah. We're the best team I, in this I, conference. I wish
1: I, I they could be easily seven and one. And yeah, you absolutely. could even make an argument eight and no. Oh and right and
2: they're coming off what was going to be their best forty minute performance yeah. this season on Saturday yeah. and still a pretty darn yeah. good thirty minute performance.
1: All right, good stuff on Tech. We'll hear from the Texas Tech Red Raiders coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. It's Raider power. And there'll be some Raiders fans do travel, Red Raiders, and they'll they'll sneak into the pavilion. I hope not too many of them. Let's do the NFL
6: Blitz Package. Let's do it next.
8: Baylor, Big 12 Women's Basketball. On ESPN Central Texas. The
6: Baylor Women on the road to take on BYU on Wednesday. 7:30 for the countdown to tip off. 8 p.m. tip off Wednesday. Follow
8: the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor Women's Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
1: Hey Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also, have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The circuit Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine open to the public seven days a week, five to ten, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. February is here, and so are the big savings during the President's
11: Day Sale at Allen Samuels in Waco. New inventory is out on the lot right now and ready for immediate delivery. Ram 1500 is the most luxurious and technologically advanced Ram 1500 ever. Looking for an SUV? Have your pick of a Jeep Grand Cherokee, Compass, and Renegades. Need a midsize truck to get the job done? Drive a new Jeep Gladiator. President's Day Sale event is a winner at Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends.
10: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from
9: the Allen Samuel Studios. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a
6: house call.
7: It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
4: An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue.
1: This is the Matt Mosley Show with Cam Stewart. Day two of the Cam Stewart era. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, as we come to you from Foster Pavilion Plaza. And... Uh, ended up being a gorgeous day. I mean, I think as we, nice. in March, I say we just kind of get it right out in front of I mean, people, will, as they arrive at the pavilion, they probably want to see us and interact with us, I would think. But I love this. Thanks to Jason Cook. Thanks to President Livingstone, the whole Baylor family, uh, Clifton Robinson Tower. I've loved it over the years. I really have. And just uh, a soft spot for it. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of want to walk up there. Maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, there's just, there's. I just have always enjoyed being in this place, and today is no exception. Okay, Aaron, give us the uh, latest headlines, because we've got this big 4 o'clock guest coming up.
5: The Dallas Cowboys, as we told you yesterday, are down to three for their defensive coordinator position. Former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer, also a former Cowboys defensive coordinator, Former Washington head coach Ron Rivera and Dallas defensive line coach Aiden Durday, And according to Mike Fisher, the Cowboys are almost done and should have a decision soon. He says that they have already finished interviewing Rivera and Dirday and are currently interviewing former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. We may know pretty quick who the new Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator is.
1: Yeah, it's happening right now. Right now, potentially. Yeah. During the Matt Mosley show? I don't yeah. think Jerry would miss that. No, Jerry uh, certainly wants to get my take on this. Known Zimmer for a long time. Love Mike. He's been out for a little bit. He's dealt with a lot of stuff, a lot of tragedy in his life. Um, would love to see him back. You know, I I don't – you know, it's just – it'll be interesting. The One time um, in my early days of, of dealing with Mike Zimmer, as a young, about the, I was about your age, Cam, and I was out on a tarmac, and I was waiting for him to get back. I'd followed his plane. You know, you could you could find out. And I went out to the airport, and it was a private airport. So, um, and he had just been offered the head coaching job at Nebraska. He turned it down. I had the news. I broke the news in the Dallas Morning News. And from that point on, Zimmer and I just always had a great relationship. So, uh, selfishly, I would love to see him back. And I think he's a great coach, and he's been viewed as more of a head coach uh, in recent years. But, um, I, I, I mean, I would have no issue, and I think it would be kind of fun to have a different voice. What do you think about these uh, these choices?
2: I I personally like Zimmer the best because he's in a class that I, I promise this is not I'm this is not anything bad. But he's one of those head coaches that was a pretty darn good head coach, not a great head coach. But we see so much like coaches who have no idea what they're doing years, right? Like, we, we see it every year. And lost in the fold are those guys who don't win the Super Bowl, but are pretty darn good head coaches. I think like a Mike Zimmer, mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel, who was is, who is, uh, on the on the chopping block. Uh, the revisionist history won't like this, but Bill Belichick before he got to the Patriots was a good head coach. He wasn't definitely wasn't a very good head coach or anything like that. And Mike Zimmer, if you look at all the stops, there's been success everywhere, no matter what his position has been. So, I would If you're going to go with this dependable former head coach kind of bold, which is yeah. what the Cowboys always do, I I would personally go with with Mike Zimmer because he's I, a friend of Matt Mosley. I kind
1: of yeah. liked your point the other day about, like, you know, why do they always seem to be desperately needing a former head coach at that position? And it does kind of well, make you, know, you we think. Saw
2: it, we saw it with does. Baylor this year, and I was like, why? Why not just get the best one?
1: But yeah, I don't but, get it. I've wondered about that for years. It's funny with McCarthy. It's just like, well, we we like Mike, but we really need for Mike to be Mike and to work on what he needs to work on. We need like an ex-head coach and someone. And and so you're right. In in saying that, you seem to be not showing – a tremendous amount of confidence. Meanwhile, the guys that have called plays for years, Sean Payton or whoever, you know, you're, you're never, like, making hires based on right. let's, let's try right. to keep as much off Sean's plate as we can. No, these are, like, power-hungry people. They want everything on their plate, no, except Mike. Mike seems to be okay with I think whatever. I had everything on his plate. I tr- trust me, I've seen him. Okay, that's, that's unkind. That's today's demerit, <laughs> a, a Mike McCarthy weight joke. Was like, down this bison burger over here. But our it air- is funny.
2: It's like we need a good coordinator, mm-hmm. but also one that knows how to run the
1: entire team mm-hmm. if the situation calls for yeah. it. I think they should just call it what it is. We need the best interim coach co- candidate co- yeah. possible. <laughs> we need somebody that could take <laughs> over this team if our coach falls flat on his face. That was Jason Garrett years ago. Yeah? Golly, I'm telling you, what a what a sandwich. All right, Aaron, one more, and then we'll get to our guest.
5: Longtime NFL offensive assistant Ben McAdoo has been hired by the New England Patriots <laughs> to work under first-year head coach Gerard Mayo. McAdoo has connections with new offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. They worked together on Green Bay's staff in 2012 and 2013. McAdoo was the quarterbacks coach at the time, working with Aaron Rodgers, which could come in the play as the Patriots have the third overall pick and are expected to take a quarterback.
1: Any thoughts on that, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you would want to take that as the Patriots. I mean, you can always go in, in, in there, but <laughs> the Mac, the McAdoo, the it McAdoo thing. I, his, his haircut does not inspire me. His time with the Giants. And it's just it just boy, I will say this. this just reeks of just Retreadville, oh, just yeah. like I mean, this McAdoo, like I mean, just he's a weird cat. And and that, I would say of all those horrible coaches the Giants have hired since Coughlin, like he's at the top of the list. Sure, I, I will say this. Okay. Here and this
2: here. is a this is a small minor. Uh, what's the opposite of a demerit?
1: A, Are you a give, give me something? On the back? No, oh, you give, give it to yourself? Ben McAdoo. Okay, me me go, me go me ahead. Ben
2: yeah. In that he he did. For everyone in New York was against him on it, but he knew how to move on from Eli Manning. He was right about that. He moved on. The Giants were temporarily in a better place. So no, he, I'm going to go with that. I I'm think he moved on
1: from him and then tried to come back to him. This is, this to, is just like Belichick. Belichick got yeah. rid
2: of, uh, ran Bernie Potential. Kosar out of town in Cleveland. The, the whole place blew up because he was the, the native son. There's There's some similarities there. And if you're buying that, I have some oceanfront property
1: in Arizona. Oh,
2: no, I mean, it is. And, and the Van Pelt thing didn't inspire me either. And I saw someone was some one of the Patriots beat writers was, oh, you know, well, look at a great how great a job Van Pelt did with uh, with Joe Flacco this year off the couch. Look at what he did. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. He also got fired. He's fired yeah. by the Browns. Like,
1: although the Browns, what are we doing, man? Who was the team? Is that where Flacco? I mean, I, I that was Flacco. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, Aaron and I kind of joked about ago. this. They like everybody was celebrating Flacco and the job they did and the playoff run they made, and they get beat by the Texans, which was not a huge surprise. Yeah. And they just fired everybody. <laughs> like the Browns are like they've got the well, standard let's just, here. Let's our our assistant tight ends coach and our tight ends coach. They both are horrible. Otto Graham would roll over in his grave if he saw this. What number was Otto?
2: Which one? He wore 60 and
1: 14. Ooh. I thought it was a double zero, but I think 60 rings true to me. Are you thinking of Joel Otto
2: from the Raiders? I know you know Joel Otto from Otto Graham. (laughs) I know
1: you do. This is the uh, Matt Mosley Show with Cam Stewart. I give you
2: ten schmaltzes. We're rolling into the
1: uh, – you're a trivia night guy. Uh We're rolling into the 4 o'clock hour, the the highly listened to 4 o'clock hour. We're doing the show live from Foster Pavilion Plaza, right over here, hard by the Brazos. Um, Join us as we talk to a Commander's Insider. I cannot wait. Dan Quinn Insight coming your way next.
10: Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at
6: CentexSportsFan.com. Announcing the $12 lunch menu Tuesday through Friday at the Brazos Landing. This menu is the most diverse in town. No matter what you're craving, it's a good bet. The Brazos Landing has an entree to satisfy your appetite. Check out the one-of-a-kind 8-ounce Akaushi Burger or the 6-ounce Akaushi Ribeye Chicken Fried Steak. Their chili relleno is famous, and if seafood is on your mind, try the shrimp or crawfish at etouffee. Where I-35 and the Brazos River meet, the Brazos Landing, Waco.
1: I'm Joe
2: Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your
6: dreams.
4: Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our Client Relationship Summary Disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash Relationship Summary. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue.
1: Call James at 254-422-5375. That's
10: 254-422-5375. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hawn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at myTotaloffice.com.
1: Hey Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guest superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine open to the public seven days a week, five to ten, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can
2: enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive-thru and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building. And their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com.
10: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is the Matt Mosley Show. Cam Stewart alongside day two of the Cam Stewart era. And uh, I just thought we'd break him in by getting one of my my longtime pals, my radio pal, Craig Hoffman, on. The man knows the commanders. He knows the NBA. Craig, uh, we're in the shadows of Baylor's sparkling new Foster Pavilion. Holds 7,500, kind of a little band box, but a gorgeous new arena. And we got college basketball tonight, the Bears at number 13 against the Red Raiders of Texas Tech, number 23. Craig, are you jealous? Are you
7: jealous of us? Uh, or are you are you happy right where you are in Las Vegas? I mean' I'm, I'm not mad to be out in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, but I will say Matt I do love a small bandbox college basketball arena. There is something magical mm-hmm. about one of those places going nuts uh, it, it is that's a good setup for you guys or at least for you. Um, Cam's only two days in so we'll see how things go for him but you know so far so good I guess he's still there. Cam's
1: been Still with the, he's been with the station for a while now. He just got the uh, okay. Well, I, I think it's a promotion, honor, a promotion, a really. promotion. I don't know what we call it. He's moved to the three to six. <laughs> now, Craig, you are four to seven Eastern, and uh, the team nine eighty that that uh, Odyssey. I mean, that's a, uh, that's a daily deal that you put out, and that's kind of that's fun. But, I mean, you've been in the middle. The only thing that's weird about you taking off to Vegas is so much was happening. I don't know what you call it now, wherever the commanders. used to be out in Ashburn. I guess it still is. I don't know if it's Commander's yep. Park. But, I mean, that's where kind of a lot of action is taking place. And I immediately thought about you. I'm like, who's my commanders? I'm like, Hoffman. That is my commander's man, guy, uh, so it had to be a little weird for you to have so much breaking commander's news, and yet you needed to get out to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Was um, Were you able at least to say hi to Dan before you left town?
7: I was. So I was in Ashburn yesterday. Uh, our, I normally nice. do my show from our studio in, in D.C., in the district, which is about... 50 55 minutes from the commander's facility in ashburn but i was out there yesterday i was at the press conference did my show from out there and then i went home and scrambled to pack and then we got up at uh, a obscene hour this morning got on a plane and now i'm in las vegas it's been a very weird 24 hours matt
1: what have you seen that sphere yet that like unbelievable Uh, thing out in vegas uh that uh is is like it's for a, I guess advertising, but I, I would think you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to. But I think the NFL has kind of taken that over. How, are you familiar with the Sphere, and have you seen you know how it's uh, how it's lit up this week?
7: I I've seen video of it, and actually we were here over the summer, and it was about a week before the Sphere opened. So we drove drove past it, and we're asking our Uber driver like what's that thing? That looks nuts. And he's like, oh, it all lights up. It's crazy. We go home and all of a sudden on Instagram, we see what it is lit up and we're like, well, dang, that's going to be pretty cool next time we go back. And so I've seen, uh, you know, the Adidas ad with Mahomes on there. I've seen some of the NFL stuff. It's, it's pretty neat. Haven't driven past it uh, on our way from the airport to radio row to uh, our friend's place that we're staying at out here. But uh, I'm sure we'll see it for at some point this week.
1: All right, Craig Hoffman on the Matt Mosley show. Keep your MBA brain in mind tonight if you want to watch on. Is tonight's game on ESPN or ESPN Two? Um, ESPN. Okay, so you ESPN, can you can. Yeah. And Mothership. He's got all the the He's got all that he needs. The apps and everything. But check out uh, Craig Eve Messi is projected to be the number 20 pick in the draft right now. Jacoby Walter at one point was, like, being mentioned as as high as number three. Right now I'm seeing him around nine or ten. All right, so as you're kind of making your way around, hitting some of the casinos, I know you're a major hoops head. At least try to kind of, you know, watch a little bit of the game and you can see future NBA stars, okay? There we go. All right, you you always got me
7: uh, prepared, Mosley. I appreciate it.
1: All right, and Cam and I want to get into, though, this commander's thing. What, what is the – is the Dan Quinn thing sort of like, all right, I mean, it's okay, but, but there seemed to be some thought that the Ben Johnson was the first choice, and we kind of know he decided, hey, I'm going to go ahead and stay here in Detroit. Did Dan feel like a bit of a consolation prize, or with all the great success he had as a defensive coordinator with the Cowboys – Are the Commanders fans somewhat pleased with this? Are they kind of – where is the – what what do you think that – what's been the fan base? As you hear back from all your listeners, what's been the the, the reaction to the Dan Quinn hiring? So
7: I think there's a bit of a split, and I think the split numbers changed yesterday with his introductory press conference. I think at first a lot of people were upset and felt like they were settling – um, because obviously going or coming out of the season, the thought was Ben Johnson was the guy. Um, but I, and I think on the, the team side of it, before we get back to the fans, I don't necessarily think they think that. Like, I, I think going into the process, he probably was someone that was on the top of the list that they wanted to talk to. But they really genuinely wanted to have conversations. They just hired Adam Peters, who was the assistant general manager for the 49ers, to be their general manager. They trust him and his judgment. Um, And so I think a lot of people uh, in the organization, obviously Josh Harris, the owner who hired him and also fans are like, well, we trust Adam Peters. They go into that process. Johnson's the guy going into it. He doesn't interview well. Quinn interviews unbelievably well. And I think Mike McDonald was pretty impressive, too. Ultimately, Johnson, before his final in-person interview, pulls his name out. Quinn crushes the second interview. McDonald does very well, but ultimately decides he wants to go to Seattle because they offer more money. And it might have been a better cultural fit for whatever reasons. McDonald uh, likes Seattle. And Quinn and commanders kind of look at each other like, well, we really like you. I really like you. And, you know, there's there that goes. And in terms of the fans, uh, I think they heard Dan yesterday speak and just go, well, what's not to like about this guy? It's not sexy. It's not flashy. But that's a professional like that guy knows what he's talking about. That guy's got a plan. And I think a lot of the comparisons to this being Ron Rivera, 2.0 died within 10 minutes of Dan Quinn talking yesterday. But within five minutes of Dan Quinn talking yesterday, because they're so clearly different people, even if some of the dots on the resume are the same.
2: Hey, Craig, you, you, you wrote it, but Dan doesn't see this as like a full-on rebuild, which obviously that's what Washington fans have heard every time they, they hire a coach, and you, you loved that portion of, of the introductory press conference. What, what does he mean by that, that this isn't a full rebuild? Is that something that is surprising to fans outside of uh, the D.C. area?
7: No, I, I mean, maybe. Uh, I, I think the, the views on this team are all over the place. There, there's a lot of people that see this team as one that was talented but terribly underachieved. And there's other people that are like, they didn't underachieve. They just stink. And depending on where you fall on that will depend on how surprised you are that the coach is going, this is not necessarily a rebuild. But I, I actually, the reason I really liked it, Cam, is because he used the word recalibrate. And as a coach, like, that's what I want to hear. If Adam Peters gets up there as the general manager and goes, this is a rebuild, that's fine. Like, he's the GM. His job is to have that long view. Quinn's job is to figure out how do I make the best of what I have right now? And I think the, why I like to recalibrate part of that so much, to use his word, is they didn't have a plan the last four years. Rivera completely lacked vision. Quinn has one. And the ability to use another phrase that he did to have a North Star and be like, this is what we're trying to build towards in terms of style of play, the types of players we want, the attitude we have, the physicality we play with, the speed, the explosiveness, all of these things already puts them on the right path. It's ultimately going to be on Quinn to execute and Peters to get him the right players, which, by the way, is another reason I think people are excited about Quinn here is. Unlike in Atlanta and unlike Rivera here the last four years, the coach is here to coach. Uh, it, it, he doesn't have any personnel control, and he's actually, Quinn, is happy about that. And so I think that all of those factors come in to, like, a, a pathway to success that I see with clear vision that can work. They've got to execute it, but that's that's always the case when you hire a new coach. But the fact that they actually have a plan and, and some specifics already laid out of, of how to get there uh, is puts them miles ahead of anywhere they've been nevertheless the last four years i would say most of the last 25 under the previous owner i
1: i find it interesting that people we continue to get excited about cliff kingsbury and he's one of those guys i don't know if it's the way he looks or whatever but like people tend to forget how often he gets fired you know like it, it ended it you know, at Tech. And then it ended with the Cardinals, and we know what happened there. They actually got off to some great starts, and they had some decent seasons. But but then, again, he's out for a little bit, and then it's like, oh, my gosh. hes It's like there's a lot of pizzazz to the name. Like, as you kind of dig in and start kind of looking what he's been up to and then even thinking about what he was doing at the Cardinals, um, what's the excitement level? And I mean, because he is – I have to say, there's just something. Now, if you talk to him, he's not the most exciting guy, like, like I went to interview, but he, he does always have something about him that makes you think he's going to have an explosive offense. Um, where, where where are you on Cliff and in, in, in that particular hire?
7: I am more hopeful than when I first heard about it, um, and that is in large part to actually going back and looking at some more of the Arizona numbers and then, um, I do a podcast up here uh, with with my pal Logan Paulson, who played in the league for ten years and uh, basically played because of his brain. He's one of the smartest guys to play in the league uh, in, in the 2010. Um, and he studied a bunch of film, and he went back and started watching some of Cliff. And we were talking, and he's like, "You know, there's more here than I originally thought." The 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 worry is that so much of what he did was reliant on tempo, and then teams would kind of figure him out in the middle of the year. And then the tempo didn't matter because it's like, well, we know what five plays you're running. We know what coverages we need to be in. We're set. And when Logan went back and started to watch the tape, he saw a little bit more variety than I think that, that narrative shows. And also, he actually uh, – Cliff runs the ball a little bit more than I think people realize as well. Like James Conner had some pretty good years, and obviously Kyler had some good years in Arizona. So it really is going to come down to does Cliff do a similar type of review that Dan did when Dan Quinn got fired in Atlanta, he made a lot of calls and was like, I want to know what happened. I need you, my friends, my colleagues, people I work with, people that played for me to be honest with me. What did I mess up? And he has been chomping at the bit for three years to implement those things. My question for Cliff Kingsbury is, do you look back at Arizona and do you have a clear understanding of why you couldn't play a full 16 or 17 game season, or do you think you got unlucky with injuries or Kyler messed it up or whatever? And I think that is a big factor. And then he's the OC. He's not, he's not the head coach. So, you know, we're at times, sometimes offensive minded head coaches have to go spend a little time on the defense and they don't really devote the attention they need to the offense. Like cliff can just focus on the offense. And I think that maybe some of the creativity and things that he had to expend on defense can can help him avoid some of the pitfalls that he had offensively. So, in summary, um, a lot of people like him around the league think he's really smart. Like people I respect, think he's really smart. The tape is better than you'd think. The results are actually better than you'd think. But there's some really serious like flashing red warning signs that if he hasn't addressed, it's not going to end well here either.
2: And when you talk about Cliff Kingsbury at some point right around that you have to talk quarterbacks and Washington is in a in a good situation with that they get the number two pick in the draft obviously I think there's been rumors at one point or another that they have wanted all three of those top three quarterbacks being Caleb Williams Drake May and Jaden Daniels is there one that sticks out to you I mean you know a caleb williams is is the local kid and and he likes working with kingsbury but you look at drake may at north carolina and they run an offense that is isn't too dissimilar to what kingsbury was running in college is there one that you as someone who studies this team more than almost anyone prefer at the quarterback position and if it's caleb williams will they need to trade up to number one to get him
7: so i'll answer your last part first i absolutely think that they're gonna have to trade up to get caleb williams if they wanted to and i would not do that um I'll circle back to that in a second. Um, if the Bears are not morons, um, then they should like Caleb Williams should go one. Either the Bears should take him because he's that good, or they should convince everyone that they think he's that good and know that other teams actually will and be able to trade out of that pick fairly easily for a monstrous type of haul. Like take Jimmy Johnson's draft chart and throw it out the window because there's a generational QB prospect. And if Ryan Poles, the GM in Chicago, is any good at his job. Caleb Williams goes first, whether it's to them or someone else. Um, I would not trade off for Caleb. There is a ton to like there. Not that I don't like him. And if I had the number one pick, that's probably the direction I would go. But I, I do think there's enough risk with how little he played on schedule last year that he like he could be more Kyler than Mahomes, right? Like that everyone talks about how Mahomesian he is, but a lot of the traits that people describe you could also use to describe Kyler Murray. And giving up a hall of assets to go trade for Kyler Murray would be a franchise-killing type of decision. So, with all of that said, I would I would be deciding between May, who, like you said, run ran in air raid style offense. Phil Longo, uh, the offensive coordinator at North Carolina, is actually one of Cliff Kingsbury's very good friends. Um, that that could be, or the former uh, offensive coordinator, I should say, North Carolina. Like they that is a, a logical fit there, but I like Daniels better. Like I, I just like the player better. And so if Cliff sees how to use him, some of the quarterback run stuff could be in play. He's not exactly like an RPO guy, um, which Cliff I think could scale down pretty easily in his offense. Um, but I think the thing about Daniels that I like that is a fit with Kingsbury is the reason that I think Quinn hired him in the first place. Like one of the words that Quinn used to describe the type of team they want to be is explosive. And he specifically mentioned receivers on the outside, obviously McLaren being the the key guy there. He wants to give these guys shots. And Jaden Daniels, that's what he did at LSU. He had Malik neighbors. You know, he had uh, a couple of other receivers that were studs. And he threw those go balls and those comebacks and and understands how to play and throw those kinds of routes. And so Daniels is the guy for me. Um, I just think he's the, the – like, I think he's better than May, maybe not as good as Williams, but the, the gap in separation is not enough that I would trade up for Williams and give up, what you're going to have to give up. Craig Hoffman
1: on the Matt Mosley Show with Cam Stewart and uh, Aaron Sexton. Always uh, good to catch up with you. And uh, it's funny that you, you seem drawn to these tight ends. I remember a tight end – Named Chris Cooley, and shortly after yep. you left us in Dallas, you somehow connected with Chris Cooley after his playing days were over, and you guys would do some stuff together. So there's something about tight ends that you seem to connect with. So that's uh, that's uh, that's good. I kind of like tight ends. Like uh, Brent Selleck was an old uh, was an old Mosley pal, as you
7: recall. So anyway, I just yes. just something that I mean, I've the thing noticed about you. the tight about you. end, Mosley. The thing about the tight end is they understand the run game. They understand the pass game. Good people to learn football from.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's good. And then one of them's like a big time broadcaster now. Olson, like he's big until yep. uh, until uh, we decide if Brady wants his job or not. All right. Well, listen, be careful. We'll catch up with you at some point and talk some NBA because I know that's that's your real passion. But uh, have fun at the Super Bowl. Run over there. Are you going to be doing your uh, podcast? Your um, um, your take command podcast from radio row or how are you how are you handling that?
7: Yeah I will uh, I will be sitting on radio row. Logan will be sitting at his house in Virginia but uh, I will be on radio row for the podcast as well as the radio show.
1: Okay okay that's uh, that's good. Let us kind of take some pictures send that to us and, uh, I got and that, that'll be good and and you know as you your Twitter bio here, I think you should add a little line here, you know, former colleague of Matt Mosley's or something. I think that would be that would be good. As I look at I don't know what this co you're co owner of a me you're like a fitness guy. That has always been that has been interesting to me. You've you've somehow managed to have a media career Cammy's like leads fitness classes and like is a fitness coach.
2: That's a well-rounded that not, human being, right there, say, Matt. I don't like the way you're talking about. No,
1: it. it's, I'm, not, I'm very. I'm happy for him, but I'm just saying it's not a media. It's not a normal. Yeah, media. I mean,
2: people in the media are not in good physical like, shape for the most part. There's nobody in like Vegas.
1: Included. There's nobody at Radio Row who will be wor- getting a workout in. No. All right, Craig. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Have a great time out there. We'll be in touch.
7: Thanks, Mosley.
1: Bye. There he, there he goes, Craig Hoffman and uh, a, a noted commanders expert and has been out there for an hour in the D.C. area, went to Syracuse, and then ended up working with uh, our show there in Dallas at ESPN Dallas, 103.3 FM ESPN. All right, we're getting closer to the game. What are we, Kim? We're still about four hours away from tip-off. But can't but you we're... just feel it, Matt? Can't you and, just uh, feel it? By the way, our, our sponsors for this show today, from our broadcast from the pavilion, or just right outside, we're just next to the pavilion. Come by and say hi to us. Um, we've got Cherry Johnson Sigmund, James Law Firm, Helberg Barbecue, Helberg Jim Turner Chevrolet, NeighborWorks Waco, the Baylor Club, the Brazos Landing, Total Office Solutions. And uh, as of today, well... Talk to some of my friends at uh, George's. They're wanting to get involved okay. with us. So it's, uh, it's very exciting. I mean, we just have a lot of partners and a lot of unbelievable partners. And, uh, and by the way, you can get Helberg at the game. In the grab-and-go yes. stands, I think they have the pulled pork and maybe some chopped brisket or some chopped beef um, that, that you can get a hold of over there at uh, Foster Pavilion. So check that out tonight. And, of course, uh, their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spigaville, and they've got this gorgeous new place opening, like right down the street from that. What a what a great! Do we? Does anybody have better sponsors than we do? No, partners? they don't. No, they don't. Okay, thank uh, you. Th- th- trust me. <laughs> You've been at a. You know, don't I, look. You? I've been in more you. shows
2: than you have recently. Yeah. So
1: yeah. <laughs> You have you've been show jumping. We'll see what we'll see where you appear tomorrow. Cam Stewart here on the Mosley Show. Now we continue on. We're gonna get you caught up on a little a little breaking news, and I think we need to kind of shuffle back into the news of the day, which is the official fine came down. Mac Rhodes has been hit by the Big Twelve. What does it mean and what does it mean for the Big Twelve officiating in the future? We discuss
8: next baylor bear basketball all season long here on espn central texas the
6: bears home in foster pavilion tuesday hosting texas tech 7 30 for the countdown to tip off 8 p.m tip off tuesday
8: join baylor athletics hall of famer pat nunley and the voice of the bears john morris for baylor bear basketball right here on espn central texas Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to
1: meet the Coriol Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriol Health sports certified orthopedic physician team specialized in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriol Health Orthopedics today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE.
5: Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC.
1: Hey Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine open to the public seven days a week, five to ten, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel.
10: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at syntechsportsfan.com. Witt Building
1: Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company now has two locations, same great quality, same great prices, two great locations. Gatesville in Marlin Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection, metal building systems to meet all your construction needs with our extensive range of materials. We ensure you'll have everything you need, commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. Is
2: it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service boasts the largest garage door showroom and design center in Central Texas. Revamp your style with new customized garage doors with windows. Free estimates are available and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657 and at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Ask about their financing options.
4: An exceptional experience and extraordinary results, that's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Greg Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Now back to the Matt
10: Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is the Matt Mosley Show. Cam Stewart alongside. Five o'clock hour, we'll get hot and heavy into uh, Texas Tech basketball. We've got a uh, member of the radio team, uh, Chris Level, and uh, he does football as well. Always enjoy talking to him. Cam, we could could hit him with a couple of questions about the portal, what Joey's done out there. Uh, Not that you can't come up with your own questions, but I just, in the early days of you being on the show, I'm really going to offer you a lot of unsolicited advice. Thank you. There's just a lot of things. And feedback, uh, give you some feedback. And, in fact, much like what the Big 12 is finally doing, apparently for years they did not grade their (laughs) officials, which is just – I know who is in charge of basketball for the Big 12, and he's an awesome guy. He's a great friend of mine. Like, that does not add up. Like, something doesn't sound right about this report today from Matt Norlander that the Big 12 just, like, literally, (laughs) they had a director of officiating, but they they didn't give them feedback, and they didn't grade them? Are you kidding me? Does that just mean he, like booked the
2: flights for them like
1: no he was too I mean, big is... he was above all of that <laughs> so
2: what was doing? he doing we're just basing them off of vibes oh, i like this guy no, he knew here. all
1: the officials and, and whoever was in charge now it's a guy named curtis shaw i think and i don't know what curtis has been up to but curtis now there and apparently there is a uh there is a major grading process that's taking place and there's also been a crackdown because on these on the coaches in the sideline decorum, okay? Mm. And they wanna they wanna they they're okay with spontaneous reactions like people jumping up to celebrate, but they don't want the, the other assistant coaches being up all the time. Baylor does a pretty good job of that. What they did the other night that was ridiculous and what part of what led to I think what we what's getting lost is Scott Drew got tossed out for no reason. It was a, it was the dumbest thing Zero. ever. Yeah. But we do know the context now that there was a memo out there and that these officials have been under fire, hey, you got to keep these sidelines under control. You got to but they can give them warnings. The 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 rules according to this memo, you got to give them a warning. And then you give them a second warning. On the fourth one, it's an automatic tech. <sighs> They, they they hit him for the one, and I don't know, maybe he deserved that one. He'd been working them pretty hard. That's fine. That's fine. But the second one, he's on one knee. I, I'll bring this up with Grant McCaslin later today, and, I, and Grant's going to have something funny about it because, I mean, he Grant basically's take is he didn't really get tossed out of the game, basically saying he yeah. didn't deserve it, so I'm not even counting it. But <laughs> – I'd like to do that. I like Grant's take on coming into Waco. Like he loves Baylor, played here, Mm -hmm. everything about it. But like the the kind of the, the the Jerome Tang and Scott arm in arm before the game kind of stuff, and again, he don't get me wrong, Grant looks up to and loves Scott Drew. But any kind of Baylor coming back here, what is it all? He wants no part. We've lost two games in a row. We've got to end that streak. And, uh, but, but still today, all this, and then this comes on the hills also, all this news. Um, the, the, they have public, and boy, you did a nice recitation of all the facts, and you even did a dramatic, dramatic reading of Mac being fined, and then a public reprimand. I mean, I feel like I've had a few of those over the years. I mean, you saw it. We just had it out at Foster Plaza.
2: They tarred and feathered him a couple minutes ago. It was <laughs> it was a weird scene for sure, but, I mean, look, if that's what it takes, the public reprimand of the Big 12 conference. I
1: wish you would find – can you find that again? Because I wanted the, the reprimand because, like, I sure. like the end of it. I like the end of it because they kind of, like, reprimand him and compliment him at the same time. It's like, boom, 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 you're in trouble, $25,000 fine, and and then – You're not living up to our standards. Not living up to our standards, and then at the end it's kind of like, but we love you, and you're, you're really honestly the greatest guy to ever come along.
2: Would you like those last two sentences? Yeah,
1: read me. This is the last two sentences from the public reprimand. Now, tonight, as you come into Foster Pavilion, they're going to post these. They're going to post this public reprimand all around the arena.
11: <laughs>
2: Good thing it's not that long to read. I'll give them that. Uh, they didn't spend a lot of time on it. But basically they lead up to this point saying that we have a standard. He didn't live up to the standard. He says, on this occasion, this is from Brett Yormark, to Brett Yormark quote, on this occasion the required discipline was not exercised. Mac Rhodes is one of the very best athletic administrators in the nation, and I am grateful for the manner in which he handled this process.
1: Okay, Which literally so, means
2: the check cleared. Thanks, Mac.
1: Like so, yeah. It, it's like it was a weird ending. It's like bad, 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 bad. Good Mac. Way to go! And then Baylor has reacted. It's so out of character, Mac kinda, is the best. I kind of think this is funny. They've they've they're doing the nil. They they're doing a back Mac, where you can give like twenty five dollars. They're encouraging people to back Mac and. Um, And go to, I was going to look this up for folks, Uh, that's at GXG, which is the collective, and that's part of uh, Startup Waco. And um, let's see, it says, in case um, you can donate to the NIL fund via GXG in support of Mac. (laughs) I just got to say, like, we're conditioned to go to Go me's and like mm-hmm. give back and help people, and then when disaster happens, like we feel really good about that. I feel a little strange, like but, <laughs> you know. Let, let me rush to Mac's defense here and and, uh, and and put some money in the till. But I think Baylor people were mad, and I think they were genuinely even the people that have been upset about maybe after football season, maybe they didn't Mac didn't do what they wanted them to do. I would say Mac has curried some favor with Baylor Nation with the way he handled that postgame scene the other night. And I've been to a lot of those, Cam over the years, and uh, you and your young career, you're starting to go to a lot more of those. It's not typical of the of the head coach to finish up and say something that he said, I think Mac's gonna address this or something like Scott said that. And then next thing you know, Mac did not go up there to the podium. He goes over to the side. And that's why, like, when we play the sound and everything, it's just TV cameras. They didn't have him mic'd up. He just kind of went up there and addressed it. But it was the, it, whatever it was, it was heard around the world. Because even my little tweet, the little Mosley tweet, and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe what Max said. And I tweeted out. And... I think last, not that I look at these kinds of things. Sure. But
2: not keeping track, not grading them I don't, like they're referees.
1: Somewhere in the 50 to 60,000 view range. Wow. Yeah. Little Mosley tweet. Mm-hmm. Just kind of put it out there. You know, you know what the biggest tweet uh, uh, thing we've ever done in recent years on this show? Aaron and I had uh, Gary Patterson on. Oh, yeah. And Gary Patterson chose to use this forum to kind of try to relaunch his coaching career and said, I'm ready, I got my group together, boom, 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 boom. And that thing ended up getting four to 500,000 views. Ooh. That, I mean, the, the reach, I wish, I don't know if Baylor understands that sometimes. Do you think maybe they don't understand the reach I would of this say show? They
2: do. I would say they
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some Not that of they've them said do. as much, but... <laughs> Somebody came up the other Actions day. Speak louder than words. Uh, I know, but it, I just, I, I just have such great, like when I see President Livingstone and, and then Jason Cook having us in here today in this plaza, the Pavilion Plaza. I just have such great feelings toward the university. Yeah. The other day, I was, I had infiltrated one of those private clubs at the Pavilion. Probably get myself in trouble here. <laughs> and they've got your
2: picture up on the wall
1: now. And somebody comes up and gives me a, a bear hug and I thought it would be like, you know, I don't know, just uh, one of my buddies has seen me, and was excited to see me. And it was our own president Livingston. Aww. And I just thought, what a what a per- what a, you know, she's she's great. And uh, she is, and then also Jason Cook, chief marketing officer, CMO, we like to call it, and then the uh, vice president of communication, he is responsible for us being in this beautiful lobby today. Of the Foster Pavilion Plaza at Clifton Robinson Tower, which, um, in fact, right here behind where we're doing the show, yeah. is is this Clifton Robinson Tower history, and it's amazing what uh, like what they've given, what Mister and Missus Robinson um, have given to the community of Waco. Here's to you, yeah,
2: Clifton Robinson. <laughs> Jesus loves you more than you will know. Yes, they've given a lot, actually, like. You see those, uh, when you go down to Cameron Park, all those animal statues, that is a Robinson family present as well.
1: Did you ever um, did you go, ever go to the zoo as a Baylor student or even after I you've did. been out? Yeah. Do you, okay. I yeah. Okay. I did. You and your girlfriend, do you go to the? Uh, we
2: have not been together,
1: no. What's your favorite? That's probably
2: where I'll propose, I, I imagine. Cameron that, Park is Zoo. Is
1: something coming up? Or are you hinting <laughs> no, at no, something? No, no, you should. No. Like what habitat would you propose in? Oh,
2: that's a good one. Do they have um, a
1: tiger there? Uh, I,
2: you know, it's been so long. I how don't can even, you not you have a bear remember?
1: in Waco if you're a zoo? Surely they have a bear. I would, I would think, think they have a tiger. A lions are a little bit hard to come by sometimes, so I don't want to. I feel
2: like I remember seeing tigers.
1: I don't know. know if they have a lion. I bet they have a cheetah, and you know they have giraffes. I, mm-hmm. you, you cannot be a zoo without a giraffe and an elephant. I don't think everybody has lions. The one thing I love about the Fort Worth Zoo is, is they have wolves? Oh, and I just think that's a special that's a special category.
2: That's really cool. That tickles your fancy a little bit. Yeah, having having the wolves there. They have timber
1: wolves. That's nice. I've studied wolves.
2: Have Have you?
1: I've I used to go on like wolf retreats. <laughs> I'm, I kind of I'm kind of into. Wolves. Wait a minute. Can we? Wait, wait.
6: Can you describe these to me? What What is a What is a wolf
1: retreat? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, have I ever talked this about is this is with like, you? This is this, like is this, Call of the Wild? No, uh, Like in Glen Rose, there's a place called Fossil Rim Park. Have you ever been?
2: I have heard of it. I have not been.
1: It's like they have they 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 had a wolf gathering, and, like, you could study <laughs> wolves. And They had some wolves there on property.
2: No, and you I had have, a whole squad. Like you whole, called themselves the I've Wolf studied, Gang. i studied, like, yeah. the
1: Yellowstone wolf, like the reintroduction of the Yellowstone wolves, and then I was really angry to find out that uh, – Leighton Van Der Esch was, was killing wolves. Yeah. hunting is, you can do that in Montana. Yeah. Like you can go up there and actually kill wolves.
2: Interesting story about Yellowstone wolves. Would you, would I'll you be believe the, that I'll I be have a link to this? Yeah. So this is an old family story. My great grandfather went to Yellowstone in, I think it was 1918. Okay. And they had one of these big excursions, you know, the three or four families that go out with a, a Sherpa, so to speak, um, And and go around the park, camp out for like two, three weeks at a time. And there was one night where (laughs) the guide was like, they were around the campfire, and he goes, you guys want to see something cool? And they were like, sure, yeah. And he takes a cut of meat, puts it over the fire for a minute or two, and then goes around the edge of the campsite. Doesn't do anything with it, just has it on a knife, walks around, circles the thing, and then goes back to the campfire. And he goes, guys, look. And all you could see, pitch black, and then the eyes of the wolves, the bloodshot eyes of the wolves surrounding their campsite. And he's like, "Yeah, they won't bite, but this is pretty cool, isn't it?"
1: (laughs) He 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 lured
2: lured them right there. That sounds like a trick you should be doing, Matt.
1: What circa what year would that have been? 1918. 1918. Okay, so probably a
2: few months before the Red Sox won the World Series, and then didn't do it again until I was seven years old. Yeah.
1: Yeah, kind of an interesting way to get back to the Red Sox there. I always do, don't we, I? We, we killed all the wolves in Texas in about the 1950s or 60s. They were all gone, and I don't think wolves have been reintroduced to us. Okay, that's that's an area we didn't know we were going to cover today. It is uh, it is the, the buildup to the baylor texas tech number 13 versus number 23 the homecoming of grant mccaslin you'll hear from the texas tech coach you'll hear from the texas tech uh, radio broadcaster Um, but next it is time for campus confidential
8: baylor big 12 women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The
6: Baylor Women on the road to take on BYU on Wednesday. 7:30 for the countdown to tip off. 8 p.m. tip off Wednesday. Follow
8: the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor Women's Basketball,
6: ESPN Central Texas. The Brazos Landing is where Central Texans go to enjoy upscale dining and delicious entrees, outstanding chef-inspired homemade desserts, and breathtaking views of the Brazos River. Their steak selections include Akaushi ribeyes and fillets, Central Texas' largest chicken fried steak, and braised beef short ribs. Fish offerings include Chilean sea bass, pan-seared salmon, ahi tuna, Texas snapper, and shrimp and grits. The Crescent City Chicken is a fan favorite, as is the Margarita Chicken. Selections from the bayou include Etouffee, Jambalaya, and Mardi Gras Pasta. The Brazos Landing features the best outdoor climate-controlled dining deck in Central Texas. They're located near Baylor University in downtown Waco. And remember to park and walk to the new Foster Pavilion. For more information, visit thebrazoslanding.com. elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more.
3: At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality.
11: Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for
10: Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt
1: Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, Cam Stewart, day two of the Cam Stewart era, and uh, off to a a tremendous start here. We are in the shadows of uh, Foster Pavilion getting you ready. Our sponsors, unbelievable group of uh, sponsors that have been a big part of this. The Baylor Club, NeighborWorks Waco, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Hellberg Barbecue, uh, Cherry Johnson Sigmund at James Law Firm. Love those guys. Went to law school at Craig Cherry. Grew up with Scott James. And uh, that's, a, that's a tremendous law firm, combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and uh, product defect cases as well as business disputes that's 400 Austin Avenue and then um, Brazos Landing also total office I mentioned that and then of course our presenting sponsor Central National Bank no one no one does it like CNB Uh, Veronica and uh, boy that Thompson does a great job Brian Fonville in fact that was uh, Veronica Thompson's husband that was in here earlier cam that Derek Smith
2: Oh, yes. They, that,
1: that Derek is, Smith. Yes. yes, they have wedded. Okay, or wed. They wed. They wedded? They wed. <laughs> they they Wednesday. They wed. Um, okay, Aaron, continue, please, on the uh, Campus Confidential, where we take a look at the big headlines in college athletics.
5: Big 12 announced today a $25,000 fine for Baylor athletic director Mac Rhodes, who called the officiating in Baylor's home win over Iowa State, quote, an embarrassment for this league. The league announced the fine earlier today during Baylor's win over Iowa State on Saturday. Scott Drew was ejected for the first time in his career after he received a pair of technical fouls for standing outside the coach's box after the game. Drew said he wasn't given an explanation for the ejection. Rhodes spoke after Drew in uh, the – Post-game comments that we've all heard, but basically said, quote, I'm not somebody that calls the officials or calls the league after every game. In fact, I never call when it comes to officiating. It's always about we need to play better, we need to execute better, we need to play tough for all those things. But tonight was an embarrassment for this league. We have the best basketball Mm -hmm. league in the country. The officiating tonight did not match it, period.
1: no, no. And, and and he was he was slapped on the hand today, Brett. I mean, <laughs> he can't. You got a you know 25k, and uh, I don't care
2: how right you are, Mac.
1: And apparently, he will be presenting the check to Brett Yormark at half court before the game tonight. There's it's going to be, be a great
2: little, moment. Not a dry
1: eye in the house. I'm a little sure. presentation. Baylor has reacted to this in a very solemn way by encouraging people to back Mac on the GXG NIL site. G X G the startup Waco is like. Here's our website. Give 25 bucks to Back Mac, Mac, Mac. I mean, he can drop that. I mean, he he just boom. He just he, it's like train ride money for him. He like here. He just threw it out the window at the Big 12. But I do I like Baylor. I like I like how they they rallied on this thing. Back Mac and kind of make it an nil thing. The the football nil cam. That is an underwritten, undercovered story, underrated even. I mean, it's this thing, the the NIL is going to double and maybe do more than double this year's team. And they're basically like, at this point, Keenan Hall just walks in and says, I need this. And they're just like, here you go, Keenan. Keenan Hall's like, who do you want?
2: What four-star, five-star do you want? Committed? That doesn't mean a thing. I'll get him here. Wow.
1: I'm loving Keenan. It's I mean, tangible, it's, Matt. It's tangible. He, he's starting to be my favorite Keenan. I love really? that Keeny Keenan on uh, SNL
2: so much so you don't know his last name.
1: Keen, who's Keenan Ivory? Somebody. Keenan
2: Ivory Wayans,
1: the I like oldest he, of the Wayans. I like. Brothers. I like that. The one
2: you were thinking of before was Keenan Thompson. Thompson. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I, I like Keenan Thompson. I like Keenan Wayans, and but I like this new. I like Keenan Hall, Hall the best. One. Okay. And he's like a big. I, sometimes I think people say, hey, be careful of Mosley, and then some people like Keenan just go, <laughs> they just throw caution to the wind. He's like a big Mosley guy. He
2: absolutely throws caution to the wind. You know how yeah. I know that? He retweeted a Locked on Baylor uh, segment <laughs> that I did about him. So that, that means this guy mar- marches to the beat of his own drum,
1: and <laughs> Bay- it's working. Baylor loves the Locked on uh, Cam Stewart deal. Do not fool yourself. Ooh, Locked
2: on Cam Stewart should be a show you imagine that daily show about Camp stewart <laughs>
1: uh, yeah i <laughs> thought that's what daily music i thought this is what it was becoming during it that wolf of, story or kind of it
2: is to be honest with oh i got i've
1: got stories old faithful yeah golly that, that was your great-grandfather or your
2: yes whose name nickname was army
1: he wolf, served in like the navy for army. 20 years uh, but he was named his army in the army. navy <laughs> it went to the academy in
2: annapolis as a matter of fact really yes yeah,
1: there is honor in your family yeah Okay, uh, Aaron, continue. Continue, please. Way back. you got to find the (laughs) answer. you got to go a
5: few generations. Four games on the Big 12 slate tonight on the men's side. The big one right here in Waco at Foster Pavilion. Number 13, Baylor hosts. Number 23, Texas Tech with former Baylor assistant Graham McCaslin making his return to Waco. That's an 8 o'clock tip on ESPN. 730 for the pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It's very cool that Grant is going to join us just hours before the game and you'll get to hear from Grant. He's got some he's got some I mean this is a excellent coach and a great dude. And the only thing Aaron you'll appreciate this, I was I was doing a little research to get ready for the interview with Grant. And who did he do an interview with recently? Jeff Goodman. And Goodman was <laughs> in full kiss-up mode and hey, at the, at some point Grant kind of called him on it. He says, I, didn't, I know you didn't want me to get this job. And, boy, he, he's like, that's not right. That's not it. But you remember what he said yep. in his report. He said, um, Texas Tech has settled on Grant McCaslin. And I thought, man, how cool is Grant to still go on with that guy? Because Goodman, he just, yeah, he, he's, he's just always alienating people. But then Scott Drew loves him. I mean, Scott loves him, but he's kind of America's guest. He's like, "Okay, I'm here. Uh, who, who's going to take me out for steaks tonight?" <laughs> oh man, a Goodman fan, huh? <laughs>
5: he loves that guy. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. That is.
2: I would love to do case studies on those kinds of people, the ones you're talking about, Matt. Like that. that no one actually and, likes. Yeah, yeah but except the, the, the people that really need to, I guess. Yeah. In in Jeff Goodman's world, I mean. I don't know how you feel about him. I've never met the guy, but uh, Fran Frischilla is starting to become that of like none of the fan bases, none of them like him anymore. But all the coaches love him, yeah. and the media people like him. And so, I I've, I'm fascinated by those kinds of people.
1: His deal is just that he's been so for so long this this huge voice or analyst in the Big Twelve. Yeah. That so they they feel like they've heard from him too much, and then. The, the, then people think he likes Kansas too much, but for the longest time he was—I mean—he's a huge Scott Drew guy. I mean, oh, he yeah. is. And if I you want to know where if people went to high school, he's got gotcha. you. If he was a homer of any team, and I, I'm not saying he's a total homer, but if he was, it would be Baylor and Kansas, and it would be Bill Self and Scott Drew. Sure. Yep. But uh, but he, by the way, he's going to be on with us Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> as, long as he didn't just hear that. I've got no. no problem with Fran. No, that's that's no. one of those
2: ones I thought was weird. Baylor fans, specifically, have rallied in, on Twitter yeah. around
1: not liking Fran I in the know. broadcast. And I'm like, but, oh, okay. And some of those people, you know, like there's a huge people, uh, folks that don't interact and do all that. You know? Yes, there, we can't, there is. We can't that. let the Twitter uh, underbelly. Yeah, like speak for people. All right, Aaron, one more. I think we do have. Well, I guess we better go. Do you have one more, Aaron?
5: Just real quick, the rest of the uh, Big 12 Schedule oh, yeah. for tonight: the early game, a six o'clock tip on ESPN Two. Number five, Houston hosts Oklahoma State. It's mm. seven o'clock on the Longhorn Network. Texas hosts number fourteen Iowa State, also at seven o'clock on ESPN Plus. Oklahoma at home against number twenty one BYU.
2: Why can't we get a six o'clock? Right? <sighs> yeah, I just can't. Yeah, you see eight, others living
1: out your dream.
5: Too it's good tough for guys good at our team age to, be Matt, on that early. to do the
1: eight. The, the eight does allow the Austin and the Dallas crowd to have a full work day and then sprint down here. It gets them what home late. get
5: home at
2: midnight, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't think that me I mean, think about how late we stay up. Well, if you can People afford the season tickets. I'm going to get home at 1 o'clock in the morning. I mean, like, have we ever been to bed – Have you ever been to sleep before 1? Have I? Yeah. It sounded weird. (laughs) (laughs) Day two, Cam Cam and I have an announcement to make. No, we do
2: do do a lot of show prep between 11 and 1.
1: Yeah, that's usually when we're texting. (laughs) And uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Cam Stewart alongside, as we roll along here, Chris Level. Uh, Texas Tech Radio joins us next.
10: The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. This is ESPN Central Texas.
5: King of the when we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, KISSER, and Lexmark copiers and printers. We're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
11: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. the insurance process for you don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof let a real professional you trust do the work for you put mcadams and sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over central texas check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid your home for the world champion texas
10: rangers espn central texas
3: Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 light duty. With the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory, couple that with the number one rated service department in the state, the choice is clear. The Jim Turner Chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs. So take that short drive to McGregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family via new roads. We've made it through the holidays, and another gift-giving season is already here. Valentine's Day is fast
11: approaching, and if you're not sure what to give, come to Morrison's Gifts and let their 45 years of gift-giving expertise work for you. From candy, to jewelry, to plush animals, to scents, soaps, and lotions, they've got you covered. They offer custom gift baskets and many grab-and-go items as well. And don't forget their huge selection of John Hart and Consuela bags and totes. Morrison Gifts is located near Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive in Valley Mills. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE
10: from the alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram studios this is krzi waco k222 dc waco k265 dv temple espn central texas
0: welcome back to the matt mosley show the presenting sponsor of the matt mosley show is central national bank also sponsored by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram barnett contracting Coriel health element waco hotel Elberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Brazos Landing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley.
1: Well, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Cam Stewart here. Cam's part of the Locked On family. Um, Chris Level, our, our guest right now, yeah, play some music for Chris. I mean, he he deserves that. He's part of the locked on tech cam. So, I mean, this is a, this is a guy. I don't know if y'all have like a locked on get togethers or anything. You and Chris could certainly get together in some of that. But Chris, I mean, he's, he's on t- tech football, tech basketball. The man travels all the country with the Red Raiders. Uh, Chris, welcome to
12: town and, and welcome back to the show. Matt, I, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I work for like six different people, so it gets kind of confusing. But uh, nice to—I guess it sounds like you have got somebody there that does some locked-on stuff too. Good, good folks. Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, I do travel around everywhere, in, in your lovely city now, as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah, we're just—we're just probably. You may still be at the hotel. We're just right around the corner from wherever you are. We're right over here okay. by Foster Pavilion. Just the beautiful place that it is. Have you uh, laid eyes on it yet? Are you kind of waiting for just the right moment? I mean, this is going to be uh, big. I know I talked to Grant yesterday. He was anxious about getting a little shoot-around in and getting his players familiar. Those are some soft rims and some really forgiving backboards over there.
12: <laughs> I heard that Coach Drew was wanting to check on the, the old backboard installation uh, for sure. But, no, I, I was uh... – I was in there last night, I was in there this morning. It's uh it, it's a great facility happy for Baylor and get, certainly is giving them a home court advantage uh, different than the Ferrell Center which uh was pretty tough to play in as well, but this is certainly a a different feel. I'm sure it'll be full tonight and yeah, but uh it's it's just kind of another layer to how good this basketball conference is so when you're playing these facilities and they're full and they uh you know, it's just it makes it uh, very difficult to try to win road games, and that's the that's the key in this deal, man. You know, I think Baylor and Kansas have some of the best road records in the last several years, but uh, now Baylor starts mixing in some big-time home records. Look out!
1: Yeah, and and I'm kind of curious where Tech is from a physical standpoint. Uh, Grant did say some folks were not at full strength. I think one player actually missed the game. What um, uh, what are you kind of anticipating? Have, are player are, P, are folks feeling better? Are they still under the weather? Uh, is the team closer to full strength? What what uh, what uh, what are you what are you thinking heading into this one?
12: Yeah, Matt, it, it's probably a you know I, I hate to say it like this, but it's probably a good time to be playing Texas Tech right now. Yeah, they've they've been battling the. I, I guess you just want to call it. I don't know if it's flu or, or whatever, but it's, it's just not been it's not been good. And co- coaches, players, uh, all all uh, in, involved over the last you know five to six days, and um, you know, so I don't. I, I think you'll you'll be dealing with a, you know a, a team that's kind of you know a bit shorthanded or, or not feeling great tonight, uh, unfortunately, but hey man nobody feels sorry for you that's the way uh that's the way it goes and and you just kind of roll your sleeves up and and do the best you can with it but uh yeah you had uh you had lamar washington and missed the game the other night is who you're referring to and we'll see what we get tonight but uh yeah it's just you know just part of the part of the time of year man you get worn down and somebody gets a little gets a little bug and it kind of you know you're in close proximity with everybody traveling around everywhere and Uh, away you go. So you just deal with it the best you can. But, uh, you know, and again, it'd be nice to have a a second bout week or, you know, maybe an easier schedule, but that's just not what this conference does for you, man. It's brutal.
2: Chris, we talked about earlier, uh, Baylor's had a lot of trouble. I, I said four of their five losses came against desperate teams. And by that, I mean teams who have lost at least two games in a row going into that Baylor game. And we know, you know, the the, obviously, the level of this conference is higher than anywhere else in the country, and so those desperate teams are very, very good. Do you think that having lost two in a row, even though it's still the first week in February here, uh, that Tech is going to take on the identity of a desperate team against Baylor tonight?
12: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because I, I think they uh, – They got off to a better start in the league. It's sitting there at what five and one compared to what anybody Mm -hmm. would have thought they are. This is a team that been around this program for 20 something years. And and I would have told you that, you know, they were much more talented last year uh, than they are this year. I mean, Mm -hmm. really fairly lopsided in, in that category. However, uh, I think Grant has done a phenomenal job of squeezing everything he can out of this group, and I think they, they do at times play with a with an edge. Um, I think they're better served as kind of a an underdog role, you know, with a chip-on-your-shoulder t- type mentality than they were whenever they were all, you know, it's like in first place, and they're kind of, all of a sudden people are talking about it and changing the, the conversations, you know, uh, not that they let off the gas or anything. I just think this league kind of, it'll chew you up and uh, and things like that. There's just no gimmies and, and you do deal with elite coaches and you deal with the desperation and the bounce back kind of thought process uh, that, that you're talking about. Uh, and so, you know, they, they've lost two in a row here. It hadn't been a lot of fun in the last week and guys are not feeling good. So, but, you know, I mean, they have some dudes on their team that, that are big time shot makers. I know Baylor's got a handful of those guys as well. Um, and I and I love I love uh, the, what what Coach Drew's team has got uh, on, on his roster this year. It, I You know, the pieces that he's got, it, it makes for a difficult, you know, evening. And, and there's some youth there, so they'll make some mistakes on occasion. But, you know, from a tech standpoint, it's just like you, you got to have some guys, you know, really make shots. And that's what Pop Isaacs has done and Chance McMillan has done and I think Joe Toussaint on occasion. And, you know, so we'll see if they're up for the challenge
1: tonight seemed like I saw Chance McMillan at one point come off the bench and score 27 or something. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Some of the bench players, Langston Love is a good one for Baylor, some of the six men in this league. Talking to Chris Level, uh, who will be doing Texas Tech. He'll be on the call tonight. And um, I, you and Jeff, I really enjoyed I was, I think it was on Sirius the other day. I caught something y'all were doing and, or one of those games. And, and uh, it's always a lot of fun because it's just uh, you will have a – a bit of a laid-back approach. It's just uh, you do a really nice job. I got to ask you, do you think um, it's got to be a little weird for Grant coming back here. uh, He's been here as an assistant. I don't think he's ever coached here as a head coach. And then looking up to Scott and feeling, you know, that Scott had such a huge – was so instrumental in his life and career. I mean, like, I know he can't really – you can't think about that stuff while you're coaching. But I would think in the in the moments in the hours leading up to the game, there's got to be a lot of that kind of going through his head.
12: Yeah, a lot, lot of lot of respect there, uh, obviously between between the and, and there's you know there's some other folks on on this staff that have spent some time here and video coordinator Chris Nottingham was around the, the Y'all's program for several years and. I think he's got a very close relationship with coach Jenkins and that's kind of why, you know, uh, I I think Chris is working uh, at Tech now based on that recommendation. There's just a lot of mutual respect and admiration and all those things and you're you're right. It's it, it this is a little bit different than uh like uh Chris Beard coming back to Lubbock when he's the UT head coach for sure, but uh <laughs> you yeah, know, but yeah, Grant uh he has nothing but great things to say about his time with coach Drew and Certainly wants to try to emulate, you know, a lot of things at, at Texas Tech on what he learned here and 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 all those things. But uh, yeah, it's probably probably an emotional night, you know. And I, I mean, obviously, you know, both guys are going to want to win and all those things. That, that, that's a given. But yeah, probably deep down, it's uh, it's it probably a lot of emotions. Uh, and, and I think it's probably maybe easier on Grant that you're not going back into the Ferrell Center where he was the assistant. It's a brand new building, so it's probably a different. Uh, mindset, whether it's a, a new arena and not a lot of familiarity there, so maybe that eases some of that. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I mean he's been asked about Scott a bunch over the last uh, 24, 48 hours, and um, has nothing but great things to say.
2: And kind of speaking about Grant still here, and and you know he comes in and he turns programs around pretty quickly. He's done that at all of his stops. He comes in here with Tech. You mentioned the five and one start in the conference. It's not his own guys. We saw something very similar albeit in a different situation with Mark Adams in his first year at Tech and that oh boy like right away we're at the Chris Beard levels even though it's it's Mark Adams and there was kind of a divide it felt like between people saying well yeah but it's not his own guys blah 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 versus tech fans who were saying well this is what tech is now we're, we're a basketball program now is there apprehension uh, in the fan base now to really get behind what Grant McCaslin is building until we see the personnel that he brings in, or is it just all excitement out there in Raiderland?
12: No, you know, it, it's a, it's a great question. You, 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 phrase it in such a way where the, you know, the, the previous, you know, Mark was a, uh, he's a tech guy, he'd been around at, at, at different stints on the staff. And I think just, you know, after that first year, It was. It was a sweet 16 year. I mean, I think, in in fact, uh, Tech came here when Baylor was number one two years ago and and knocked them off, and and that was a phenomenal team. And it's like, for whatever reason, Mark decided, because those were a lot of his pieces that uh, one-year guys, Adonis Arms and Davion Warren and Bryson Williams and, you know, yeah, T.J. Shannon and and Terrence, uh, I mean, yeah, Terrence Shannon and Kevin McCullough were part of that group, too, were some holdovers. But And then it's like last year, he just changed everything. He went from being old and and having long athletes all over the court to to being really young and smaller. And it was just bizarre. And there was a lot of things going on uh, behind the scenes and off the court. I'm sure you can go Google it and and, and read plenty that went on behind the scenes. Most of what you'll read is probably true. I don't know what all is out there, but it was just a mess. And I think what Grant has done is he's been drama-free, he, he's just such a good human and he, and he's just such a good coach, that combination, and he's got a lot of ties to Texas Tech, you know, and I think it was a perfect fit for what Texas Tech needed at the time. Somebody that would come in and stabilize things that had nothing to do with the previous regime. Grant has spent some time in Lubbock and I just because I mean I, I, again, I'll, I'll go back to what I said earlier. they're not they're not one of the most talented teams in this league, but I think Grant has them, they play hard. Um, he coaches them extremely well, um, and, and I think that they're they're kind of a connected group. Um, it's not a deep team, uh, and I think that he's got a lot of grace. Uh, uh, you know, at Tech right now for what he's been able to do, and way ahead of the curve based on maybe what people thought this would be when it when it started. And people know that they were trying to put this roster together last summer very quickly, and a lot of time had passed. You're trying to figure out who wants to. You know, who wants to stay? Who do you who do you want to stay? Uh, what what do we need to go find out there? And all the while, days are passing and guys are coming off the board in the portal, and you you, you and then and then you, you roll up in mid uh, I guess mid December and you lose a starter in Devin Cambridge for the season, which is which has really hurt him. Uh, you know, he was the one guy that fit in in a lot of these Big 12 games where he's kind of the positionless six seven guy, great on the wing. You can you can switch him on everybody and great in transition, all that stuff. And they just don't they didn't have a you know, and they don't have another really replacement for him. So uh it, it's kind of amazing to where the, you know, he's taken this team to where they are right now in the in the best league in the country. But um he expects to win every night, you know, that and they prepare as such. But he's been a great fit at, and and the timing was really good for I think for Texas Tech and for Coach McCaslin. All right. Well,
1: he was a good Fiji here on the Baylor campus. Okay, he was good. He always paid his dues on time and and uh, did a nice job, and so fit in well on uh, on campus. But uh, yeah, that's going to be it's going to be fascinating. I mean, he's just a. You're right. He's a he's a great guy. He's a great motivator. He didn't sound. His voice didn't sound right. So he may be sick himself. Although he would not confirm he thought by confirming that that was giving too much information away. but uh, just be aware Chris of the highly volatile Scott Drew all right now that he's getting kicked out of games and things like that this is uh, this was qu- quite a scene the other night. now um, it wasn't that weird to find out that maybe there wasn't as much oversight of these officials as we had thought or hoped. Um, and that now Brett Yormark and his crew, they are grading officials now and it, giving them feedback. And, and, Chris, you and I know who was running basketball. I mean, John Underwood's a great guy, great friend, but that's a very strange thing to hear about, that, that maybe the Big 12 was, was way behind in that area. I, I didn't. Um, I, I thought that was very a very strange thing to hear, that, uh, that
12: maybe they're just now getting graded. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but yeah, I, I agree with, uh, with with what Mack Rhodes said the other night in that if, if you want to promote the fact that this league has the best basketball in the country, and I know that is a big deal to Commissioner Yormark, and I think he's trying to sell that vision to, you know, maybe even in time split the rights between football and basketball and we know, you know, Coach, you know, Brett Yormark's, you know, NBA ties and all those things. And it, and it is. But the, it's some nights, man, you you know, the, based on what Mac Rhodes said, the, the officiating doesn't match it. It's very frustrating. And, and I, I agree. I think the crew, like tonight, is a very veteran-laden crew that, that's, uh, that's supposed to call the game tonight. But uh, some nights, it's just – and I think because the league is expanded, you've got more – more and younger officials work in some of these games now, but I don't know what the answer is, but it, it does surprise me that they're just now holding these guys accountable. They're very well compensated. And again, there's some really good ones. Uh, and, I, and I, I do some TV games for, for Texas tech at times too. And you, you get to know them. And when you do the TV side of it, they come over and they'll communicate, you know, Hey, this is what the call was or, you know, let, let me clarify so we can you know help tell that story correctly on, on TV uh, and so you get to know some of these guys, but man, I, I, I didn't, I was watching the other night after, mm-hmm. you know, text loss to, um, to Cincinnati and got home and watched that. And I was like, what is going on? Uh, it's just, it's just frustrating. Uh, w- w- especially when you don't get answers, like why, you know, w- why are things the, the way that they are? What was the mm-hmm. reason for this call? Uh, and, 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 you know, but it's just uh You know, I hope that it does get better, but I think we all have to understand that it's just going to be imperfect on some nights. That's just, I think, if you don't think that, you're you're just setting yourself up to drive yourself crazy. So, uh, it it is what it is, I guess. But boy, we don't have to like it. I don't guess.
1: I'm just glad you guys never question the officiating when you're on the air. Okay. I've never,
12: never and I do often try to do. I do. I'll tell you what I do try to do. I I do question it. uh, But I also, when they make good calls or or even a bad call that would go in Mm tech's favor, I try to say that too. I try to be very fair from that standpoint, but you just try to call it like you see it and you don't want to get personal or, or anything like that. But Sometimes, I mean, you, you have to call call it out. You know, I just don't think you're 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 yeah. telling the right story. If you, Not that you need to focus on it, but you try to point out when they do a really good job too, you know, and I think that's important.
1: All right. Well, listen, I'm glad the uh, national anthem was not being rehearsed during our uh, conversation tonight. <laughs> uh, Chris, have a great call. Look forward to seeing you over at
12: Foster. Hey, I appreciate it, Matt. You guys have a good night. We'll see you in a little bit.
1: There he goes, Chris Level, and uh, does a great job on tech radio, football, and basketball. Grant McCaslin stops by, head coach for the Red Raiders, joins the Mosley Show next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at
10: syntechsportsfan.com.
2: Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building. And their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., or till they sell out. Customers can call 254 265 5387 for pre orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com.
3: Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 Silverado Light Duty, with the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory couple that with the number one rated service department in the state the choice is clear the jim turner chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs so take that short drive to mcgregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency so give us a call eight four zero three two six one and remember folks we're just a heartbeat away mcgregor we treat you like family are you road? sick and
1: tired of those achy joints Read the idea of surgery. You need to call QC Kinetics today. It is Matt Mosley. I know what it's like to have neck pain. The state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief. With no downtime, make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100, 254-415-4100, QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Now
10: back to the Matt Mosley show on ESPN central Texas.
1: Oh, it is Matt Mosley now joined by Grant McCaslin and, uh, Grant. It's so fun, man. You're, you're in town or you're headed this way. Uh, I bet it's surreal to be coming back to a place you love so much, but obviously you guys need a, need a win. Welcome back to the, uh, Mosley show used to be, you joined me from UNT. Now it's, uh, Texas Tech, I have a little harder time putting on that gear. I had no issue putting on UNT gear. Uh, Texas Tech gear, probably a bridge too far. Yeah, I figured,
13: Matt. But, you know, you're one of the only people I do this for, though. So let's get this straight, man. We're coming back into town uh, for one reason, but I will make time for the one
1: and only Matt Mosley. <laughs> have you laid eyes on the pavilion yet? Are you? No, uh, other than just okay. TV, obviously.
13: But, man, okay. what a remarkable facility and so cool to see uh, that whole process actually come to reality, you know. I mean, with all the success that Coach Drew has had and with the need for creating a, an atmosphere that I think is uh, that matches the success, I mean, I couldn't be happier for Coach.
1: You know, he's very volatile these days. Uh, I know you were busy the other day, but he was tossed out of a game. Uh, is that a more volatile? <laughs> that never almost never happened, did it, when you were coaching with Scott. Were you over there, like, keeping him from that back in the day? I mean, Scott is not known for having. Now, he's, he gets with it, but to get kicked out of a game, I think, was shocking to, to all of us.
13: Yeah, you you know he wasn't really tossed out of that game. So, I mean, he may he may have had to exit it early, but he didn't really get tossed. He didn't earn that one. I didn't think to go out for your first time. That was probably the most anticlimactic way to do it.
1: <laughs> you would have liked to have seen him at least wander out on the court, or uh, and not just be a couple feet outside the coach's box. Yeah, not on, not on one knee.
13: Uh, you know, in, in a, in a very mild mannered <laughs> approach, I'd rather him go ahead and throw a clipboard and something. But now coach, you know, coach, he all, he wants to win. He knows that doesn't help the team. And he's one of those guys that feels bad about things like that. And there's nobody, there's nobody that cares more about his team and giving them the best chance than coach Drew.
1: Have y'all been reminded of that recently, Grant, the, um, the coach's box I, I think i saw where there was a, maybe a memo sent out and i don't know if somebody was uh, surely it wasn't you but if they had seen some violations of this um has that been was that like a point of emphasis over the last week and a half or two
13: yeah i mean there was something that was addressed it was obviously or about guys being on the court you know when the game's going on it felt like but you know, and and it usually is a lot of things that lead up to something like that. And I, obviously, I didn't even talk to coach about it. He did text me that night after the game, but I didn't. I didn't talk to him about you know what happened because I
1: know coach. He he's all about moving on and what what's next. Do you take the guys over to the Farrell Center to show them where you used to do it? I mean, do you need to get them over there? And and by the way, do you? do you address it with the guys at all? Like we're Hey, we're going back to where I played ball or do you just completely leave that alone? I mean, I would think they would think that was kind of cool. Yeah.
13: No, they don't think that's cool. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> no, one thing, if, one thing, if I made a difference, now, I, you know, it's such a great place. Uh, and I've been back several times, you know, not just this year. I mean, I obviously got to be on coach's staff and, Got to be around and got to be a part of so many great games in that building. But, you know, this trip's all about one thing, trying to figure out a way to give your team the best chance to win. And that's the focus. We're not, we're not even trying to talk about anything else.
1: What did you learn about your team the other night? I, I saw the headline, and you said something like, that's unacceptable. That was the big headline. And then I actually went and watched, and you, were, you praised your team quite a bit because you all were shorthanded missing one of your big-time players, and even some of your other guys weren't at full strength. So you know how the media can be, Grant. It was like I saw that headline. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Grant calling his team out, and then I listened to you, and I thought you were actually very complimentary of your team. I think you were just saying, hey, with this home environment, and and we need to get this win. We need to win at home. I think that was probably your message, but... I did find that interesting that that was the big headline. You know, McCaslin says this is unacceptable.
13: Yeah, well, uh, I think our guys know. I mean, we 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 approached this to win a championship. I mean, if you have any other any other purpose in this, then I think you're you're selling yourself short. So, how do you give yourself the best chance to win a championship? You have to win your home games, uh, and and we did have a chance. You know, we did we did give ourselves a chance. We, we did have some guys that are sick and do have some guys. So just trying to help them get at their best. But you know, this in college basketball and in any sport, I mean, the, the task, the hand is to find a way to win. And so ultimately, you know, when you talk about how you're going to do that, you got to talk about what the standard is and the standard is you, you find a way to win your home games. Uh, and I did think you know, our guys gave great effort in that part is what you got to keep stressing that if you do the right things, it gives you the best chance. But, you know, in that game specifically, we, we didn't, we didn't get it done. And I think we want the standard to be that we win championships at Texas Tech. And that was just the point.
1: All right. And, and this Baylor team, what are you seeing? Quick turnaround. First of all, did you ever have anyone like Eve Meesey to me He's a different kind of player. You all had great big men and even great scoring big men, but like this guy, is a little different. And it must feel like in this conference, you see one of these seven footers. I'm thinking about the one you just saw from Cincinnati. You know, almost like on a game by game basis. But this Eve Meese, I'm not sure Scott has had anyone quite like him. What are you What are you seeing as you as you prepare and 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 kind of have watched? how he's come along as a true freshman.
13: Yeah, I mean, Matt, you've watched watched, uh, the play for a long time, and, and you know what it is in this league. I mean, if you can have rim protection, and I think back to our team here at Texas Tech that played in the national championship game, and we had rim protection on that team, and I do think it just helps with a lot of problems. The one place I've just been impressed with him, though, is, I think his offensive game just keeps growing. I mean, his ability to make decisions with the basketball in the middle of the floor, um, you know, the way he can handle the ball, the way he's not turning the ball over, uh, but still involved in the offense, making decisions. I mean, he, he's, he's impressive because I think, you know, the obviously the physical talent and the size is impressive, but I think it's his, his ability to learn and how he's gotten so much better really is is uh, is a separator.
1: And then when you look at Ray J running the team, they got a couple of freshmen that are really good, got a little more depth uh, than even some of the teams you, you were a part of. And, and Scott doesn't always like to play a ton of guys, but he's trying to play a few. But I, it seems like you go as far as your point guard takes you a lot of times. And, and this is no different for Baylor because Ray J is, uh, I mean, he can be tremendous. And when he's good, uh, they really seem very efficient. Oh, no doubt.
13: I mean, when we want to talk about great vision. He's got great vision. He sees the floor. He can finish around the rim. You know, he can make threes. I mean, he's a versatile guy. You know, he's, he's, he's different than, I think, the guys that Coach Drew's had because of his ability to get closer to the rim and do different things. You know, a lot of those guys that Coach has had at that point guard position make threes. Feels like he's even more comfortable, you know, getting in the paint. But his vision, his ability to see those ball screen reads, I mean, really impressive. And, you know, I think just their depth at guard play. I mean, you can't – I mean, you talk about Jacoby Walter, obviously significant. You know, they've even got Jalen Bridges making decisions in the middle of the floor. Langston loves playing off ball screens. And then Jay Nunn, I thought, has made some big plays in the last couple games. Um, And so, and just a a really deep team that's – Got a lot of different tools, and you can tell it can be somebody different on each night that can help provide a lift to win a game.
1: I I um, I hope you will get. do You just have a little bit of a case of coach's voice. I hope you're not under the weather. I I could see some maybe herbal tea in your future or something. You know, this this well, is. Well, uh, Matt,
13: let's be honest. I, I, we're not on the same team tomorrow night, so I wouldn't tell you if I was. <laughs>
1: I thought we were always on the same team. I mean, we. What about not, the not what about the fraternity? Night. Come on, let's no, not. No, well,
13: that's true. But
1: you know what this is. Not for college days alone, as we say. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, Matt. You know I love you, man. I wouldn't be on this if I did. How much? How much have you? It seems like uh, Grant McCaslin, you have uh, really fallen in love with your team. Not that you dislike any of your teams, but I heard you. Other night, you had a kid with you, and you're just like, as he left, you're like, man, that dude's tough. That dude's, that guy's tough. And, and, and even there's somebody who keeps coming off the bench for you, and I'm like, wait, that guy scored 27 off the bench. I mean, this is a really interesting team because I, I mean, you used to win some rock fights at UNT, and, and, and suddenly, man, I saw some of these scores early in the season. I'm like, whoa. I mean, this is some up tempo stuff. Like, what, what has really jumped out at you about your players? Because I, I just know how you love toughness, and it does seem like you have some tough dudes.
13: Yeah, I mean, we do. We're, we're, these guys really are competitive now. It's just, you know, in, in the Big 12, size and athleticism really does make a difference. And how physical naturally are you over the course of the game really gives you a chance to win in those margins. And we struggle in that area. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I told you we didn't. I mean, we we have a hard time rebounding the basketball. I mean, we we'll fight, but it, you know, the bigger you are and the more athletic you are, the the more the ball bounces to you. And as long as you got scrap, and we're scrapping, it's just we're, we're at a you know we're we're a little short-handed as far as depth and size, and we're a little light. But man, do these guys! have a, have a real care for getting better. And I do think that's what this team could do. As long as we can stay healthy in these last, you know, the last half of league play, I do think we can get better and we can minimize some of those weaknesses, especially rebounding. But the more, the more I'm around these guys, the more they fight and it is a great offensive group. I mean, we can shoot, uh, we share the ball and, you know, it it really is just a matter of trying to figure out a way to improve those areas that we're not physically going to be able to dominate, which is team rebounding. I mean, we, our guards have to be great rebounders if we're going to win. And we struggled the last couple games in that area.
1: When you, when you do that, what do you do to try to work on that rebounding? Because you don't want to wear them down completely, especially when you're a little – Sounds like you're a little thin or a little, you know, trying to get healthy and everything. Is it just you just got to kind of show them the film and go, hey, this is where you didn't block out? Because you're right, Cincinnati and some of those other teams will just wear you out on the offensive boards. How do you kind of attack that in practice, knowing some of your guys probably need some rest?
13: Yeah, well, you know, it's a multi, you know, uh, faceted approach. In that regard so you do watch film but we do a lot of pad work uh just and you know the 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 less you're in rotations the better chance you have of being in position to have likes for rebounding so i think our defense at the point of attack has to continue to improve our ball screen defense in the middle of the floor has been a struggle um so when you're in rotations you just give up those advantages and in rebounding so trying to trying to do a better job there and then we do and we work on it so it's not going to be it's not going to stop I mean there's not a practice that we that we have that we don't have three three rebounding drills uh, as a part of and they're brief they're not long but we we do one-on-one you know we do uh two-on-two and a lot of pad work just to to maintain that physicality without putting body on body so you know we're doing just about everything to try to figure it out.
1: Is Pop reminds you at all of uh, I know there are different players, but like Tyler Perry, who you had loves to loves the moment, live for the moment. Pop Isaacs, I mean, you know, you never know where he may pull one from. And I'm sure you've had players where you said, okay, that's a little deep or whatever. But when you have shot makers, is Pop a little bit wired like that? It does seem like in those huge moments, he really wants the ball. And uh, I think I watched the end of that game the other night, and may have. He had a floater that um, certainly had a had a great shot, but it just is he a little bit wired like Tyler in that respect?
13: He's not a little wired. He is wired that way. I mean, he's he's tough. He's competitive. He's fast. Um, he has the ability to take and make difficult shots. He actually can really pass. Uh, there's not a lot he can't do. I think the key to it is though. It's just the recognition of when and how to do it. You know, that, that's what makes the greats great. And I think you can feel a squeeze and feel like you have to save the day. And I think those are the ones we got to help try to eliminate. But you can't – you don't want to take everything away from that. You want to give them some freedom. And I think early in the year, he was pushing a little bit. And then we got – let's take the Oklahoma game, for example. I mean, he made some big plays. And made some big shots, but his recognition and his passing at the end of that game was what I thought was the difference, and that's where I'm telling you I'm seeing some some real growth he He really wants to win, and it's not about hey, let me see how I can score to win and I do think the great ones start to recognize like what's our what's our best chance tonight to or today to give us give us the win and I will tell you this he's really embracing that and we got a good group too so you know when you got Kerwin Walton and and chance McMillan who are two of the best three-point shooters in the country and Joe Toussaint is literally one of the toughest guys I've ever coached and the other one you know who it is JJ Murray but mm-hmm. shout out to uh the the assist for Matt Mosley but you know I mean he' just playing with some really great players and so you don't have to save the day and i think he's
1: really starting to recognize his spots and when and how to do it highland park game the other night against lake highlands i'm there at the gym in the end walks jj murray who's about to was about to leave for carlsbad california had his girlfriend i met his girlfriend really nice and uh and there he is he's about to head off there because he's an engineer you know with callaway golf so Yes, that is a player both you and I love, and uh, but it was fun to see him, Grant, because uh, and he is your biggest fan. Like, there's no, there's never been a moment where he didn't think y'all were going to win, or when y'all would enter one of those Conference USA or whatever conference, you know, we're going to, he just knew it. Like, in his mind, y'all are always going to go on a run. So, anyway, he's still, even now, bragging on you, and of course, now he's a huge Texas Tech fan, because, um, you know, he wants y'all to. To beat everybody, of course, that hurts my feelings. But he's uh, he's he's Team Grant.
13: Yeah, well, I mean, it is one of the most remarkable stories I've ever coached. I mean, he walks on for us, and was an invited walk on, but I recruited him really hard. His character, and you vouched for him in so many different ways. But like, when you're around him as a person, you can't ever underestimate someone's fight and what that does for their ability to impact winning. And I'll never forget at Mississippi State, we're getting beat. We can't guard the ball. And I'm like, we're putting J.J. Murray in, you know. And he was just a walk-on at the time. We play him. Next thing you know, we, we we don't stop playing him. And he was a part of the most wins in school's history and multiple seasons and NIT championships and conference championships and NCAA tournament games, wins. I mean, just really was, you know, pound, pound the most – um, had the most impact on
1: a program of anybody
13: and really just an awesome story. And you know him, he's a tremendous player and a tremendous person.
1: Will you and Scott like hang out the night before a little bit or visit just before the game? I know like you're saying complete business trip. You can't be in there thinking about when you used to, you know, hang out with Mosley on campus or anything, but how do you, how do you kind of handle that? Cause this is a, it's a pretty huge moment when you know, somebody from you know his staff comes back, and I think he's getting tired of all y'all showing up in the Big Twelve. It's like three different teams, you know, have prominent guys from his tree. Uh, how do you how do you kind of handle that? Because I'm sure it's great to see him, but again, you don't want to you don't want to get involved in thinking too much about all that.
13: Well, Matt, it's his fault. So if he wasn't so good, then we wouldn't be where we are. So. um no i love coach i I mean we won't we won't hang out i mean it's hitting the time we'll play pickleball i hope this summer at some point um and we'll go fishing but when you get in these moments i mean if you're not doing everything you can every second to give your team a chance to win then i think you're cutting it short and we'll have time to hang out at a later time but i'm not i'm not looking to try to get together with him that for anything and and, uh, and, you know, I, I feel for coach, honestly, in this, because he's the reason why we're all in such great positions and we have such great opportunities and we, we know what this league is and, you know, he's such a caring guy that I think he, I think this really wears on him, honestly. And I'm not just saying that, you know, i I like to speak candidly and I yeah. think coach is one of those guys that really cares about people genuinely, you know, and, you know, this is I, – I don't I – I think people underestimate how difficult this is for Coach Drew, you know, um, to to be a part of this. And it is hard for us too, but I think we're still trying to earn our stripes, you know, and we're still trying to keep getting better. So I think that there's, there's not a lot uh, – you know, things we can hang our hats on, you know, mm-hmm. Tang obviously had an unbelievable year last year and coach Mills is doing an unbelievable job with a tough situation at Wichita. But, and you know, there's, there's all kinds of so many great people like coach Driscoll and, you know, he, he, he connects us all, all the time, but when you get to these games, I just think it's best to focus on your team and what gives you mm-hmm. the best chance to win.
1: Is he have a lot of range? He's he's a few years older than you are. He's at least got you by like well, about five or six years. Pretty good range with pickleball, and do do his tennis skills translate pretty well on the on the pickleball court?
13: Well, I'll be honest, we haven't played in a long time, so I would anticipate. But we talk about it often. I would anticipate his his, uh, his skill level is better than mine. Uh, but when we played the last time. He hadn't played, so, and that was the only time we played. So I think, you know, him, he's the best ping pong player I've ever played with. And so, and I know he's a great tennis player. So pickleball ain't going to be a problem for him. We'll have, we'll have a pretty good, we'll have a pretty good battle. I would anticipate him being better Mm -hmm. at this point.
1: All right. And any ticket situations with you? Um, obviously I've got my media stuff, so I'm not trying to hit you up. Uh, any college pals or any Baylor friends? Have you are you? Have you handed that off to somebody? I don't know how many. This is a new play, new pavilion, so even the head coach can't get a ton of tickets, I wouldn't think. Have you got that all handled?
13: Uh, you know what? It's a work in progress. If You you know, those are the <laughs> things that play. I have such a great staff. I do have such a great staff, and so they handle a lot of that for us. But, no, we're in a good place. I mean, I do, I do know there's a lot of people that want to get in the game so and tickets are hard to get so that's a credit to coach and all the bears for making that place such a great place to watch college basketball but yeah i I think people are having a hard time so
1: i've had quite a few people reach out i imagine you want to get the kids in the building and just kind of get them familiar with it and all of that but again in the portal you get so many new players they're coming from other conferences and some of them are coming within the conference so it's probably not as big a deal as it would have been in the past right i mean they're some of those people would have been playing, although Toussaint's played in all the arenas now. Uh, so but I, I how important is that though to get in that gym, get some shots up with a with a new venue like that?
13: Well I mean I think it's hugely important. I think any kind of familiarity with the facility is helpful and I think anything that you can get reps in where you're actually gonna play a game is a big deal. That's why home court advantages are partially, you know, familiarity and part of atmosphere. But yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we're excited about getting in there and getting some shots up a couple times and trying to
1: get best prepared to play uh, in the pavilion. Okay. They had some chants the other night that did not sound Baylor-like. I just want to warn you, the students are down there on top of you now, so just kind of you know, tune them out the best you can. But uh, the group, uh, some of the things they were saying were not what we would hear over at Columbus Avenue or, or uh, any of the churches you may have attended, Woodway or wherever you were plugged in. Uh, so just keep that in mind, and just you know, I think you know, put the chairs out, kind of on the court. You'll be fine. Okay.
13: Hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it any different than be a hostile environment. That's what it should be. So I'm excited about, I'm excited about being in there and the opportunity to compete. You know that.
1: Well, thanks for doing this. You know, when y'all lost a couple, I thought, Kylie, I don't want to, I, I need to leave them alone. And you know I'm incapable of doing that. So I, uh, I appreciate it, Grant. And it'll be great to see you tomorrow night. All right? Yeah, Matt. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan, brother. Good to talk to you. All right. There he goes. Grant McCaslin, head coach of those Texas Tech Red Raiders.